0: Open the pod bay doors, Hal.
1: I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. Listen to that. going to the night. What music, Dave. What an excellent day for an exorcism.
2: You wouldn't be able to do these awful things to me if I were still in this chair. But you are, Blanche. You are in that chair.
3: What's in the box? Uh, take, the what's gun?
1: in the box? What's in the box? Wolves have a territorial range of about 300 miles and a cut range of 30.
4: If we're close to their den, and if we're within that radius, then they'll come after us. Well, how can we tell if we're close?
2: We can't. in oh, God's name are you talking about? yes son, Mr. Thornton. The son of the devil. He must die, Mr.
0: Thorne. You do not want to go that way. What's that way? Officer, sir, you do not want to go that way. We're going to the mall. Hello, Dexter Morgan.
4: Hello. Welcome once again to Dark Discussions, your place for the discussion of horror, film, fiction, and all that's fantastic. I am one of your co-hosts, Philip, from the state of New Hampshire in
3: the US of A, and with
4: me in the state of Michigan.
3: This is Eric.
4: Eric, how's it going, my friend? I am well. Excellent. And in the state of New York? Hi, this is Mike. Mike, how's it going, my friend? I'm fine, Phil. How are you? Doing all right. And in the Commonwealth of Virginia, where all his family lives in Texas, though? yes hey this is barrett barrett how's it going my friend good excellent and a special guest tonight from the big city of well san fernando valley or something (laughs) well uh, he'll explain i don't know i don't know nothing about california except for san francisco if they don't have maple syrup he doesn't know anything about the state exactly i don't hey maple syrup is good
2: yeah you're damn right (laughs) it is anyway uh who do we have as a special guest tonight Uh, You've got Daniel Lynch, uh, who lives in the Toluca Woods, North Hollywood portion of the San Fernando Valley here in beautiful Los Angeles County, where it is currently about 100 degrees. Oh, I would live in that. It's been hot. And I had to turn off the air conditioner, otherwise you would have heard it real loud. So now I've got a little fan going and hopefully that will keep me cool. But a pleasure to be here once again. Thanks for inviting me to come along.
4: All right. And uh, before we begin, uh, Dan, uh, you do things. What do you do? You're, <laughs> you're kind of kind of do some cool stuff.
2: I do stuff. things and I have a lot to talk about. Um, um, uh, I'll start with this. I'm I'm a professional actor. I've been acting, gosh, all my life uh, professionally since I was no, in my no, 20s. No.
1: What?
5: Sorry. What? What? what, what? Talk, sorry. Cat sitting on keys.
2: Oh, <laughs> Uh, I'm, uh, people who want to see my work, uh, they can take a look at me as the rich man, uh, on the cult science fiction, psychological thriller circle. Uh, they can find me on Amazon in three, uh, films, uh, the lurking man, which is a supernatural drama where I play the title character, the lurking man who is serial archangel of death, uh, which I understand there's some interesting news about lurking man. I understand there's going to be a new, 4k ultra re-edit version dropping sometime either Ooh. this month or next month on one of the pay i think to you to be or i'm not quite sure where so once All i right, say them, it, it, it. i don't know say it. no eric say it no to be <laughs> or not to be
1: yeah. or.
4: No, thank I, you. I, anyway, yeah. anyway, anyway, I might not <laughs> interrupt you, but continue.
2: No worries at all. Also doing, uh, you can see me uh, in the, um, the horror anthology film, Seven International Short Horror Films with a wraparound called Patient Seven, starring Michael Ironside and yours truly as Patient number 2. Uh, that you can see on Amazon. You can also see that for free if you want on YouTube, the Kings of Horror YouTube station with ads um also on um uh, amazon you can catch me as in a rom-com as a, an editor of a magazine in a love story called love exclusively or it happened when valentine's goes by both names See um on in the future i've talked about this the last few times i've been on there's a film uh called uh, a Warrior's soul um that i shot last year uh i play a um uh, a a Baghdadi, um VA therapist uh, who is working with a, an African-American marine captain who's had some horrible trauma and is trying to get his final uh, OK from the VA to get his benefits for himself and his family. Uh, it is a lovely, mostly two-person film with a lot of uh, flashback stuff. I've just been given a whole bunch of cool news about it. I understand the the film has now been audio locked. Uh, There should be a trailer dropping sometime this month real soon. Uh, All the graphic design has been completed. Uh, They're meeting with the composer. The score is going to probably be done within the next 30 to 60 days. And then there's going to be a huge marketing campaign, I understand, probably mostly here uh, on the West Coast. But there will be, you know, all sorts of stuff, festival selections and podcast interviews. Hopefully we can do one with you guys. Uh, military base screenings. And then they're planning on a theatrical release uh, after the festival. So that's a warrior's soul. And I'll keep you guys posted on when that comes up.
3: That sounds like it's a fairly serious drama. Yes,
2: it is. It is. A, it is a very serious drama. Uh, and it's a it's a lovely piece. The, the man who wrote it, uh, Adam Atsu wrote it, produced it. Uh, and the director, a guy who goes by the name Director Smalls, who's also known as Donald Travis or Travis Donald. He goes by all three of those. Uh, they, and anyway, Adam wrote this gorgeous script and he stars in it and he is an outstanding actor. So working one on one with him it was just a, a, a wonderful experience. And yeah, it's a lovely uh, drama. It's, it's wonderful and, and interesting.
5: And where do the aliens come in?
2: And there are no aliens yet, but they're thinking of doing a sequel where the aliens do land. So
5: just demonic possession then?
2: Well, there's just – yeah, of course there's demonic possession. It, it, it's a drama. What about Saran rap? There's no <laughs> Saran rap. I've told them I only do that once. No, uh, they just do yeah. – no, they
5: do – they they switch to Mylar.
3: They got a bigger oh, box. I am not going to watch it, but –
2: you know, yeah, it's anyway. funny, uh, uh, you, you're referencing my role in Patient 7 where I was terrified of, of Saran Wrap, for those who <laughs> haven't seen it. Uh, but somebody sent me uh, a meme of another guy uh, in, wrapping up in Saran Wrap, just ripping it off in total terror. It made me laugh. I can't remember who sent it, but it was <laughs> really funny. Uh, and then uh, another piece of, of interesting news, and then I'm done talking about myself because I'm basically pretty boring. Um, there's a, a film uh, that's kind of made a, a big – it's it's supposed to be good, a major motion picture. It's called Steal Away, and it's about the Jubilee Singers and what happened uh, with the Southern Cross at the beginning of the Ku Klux Klan uh, after the abolition period. So it's it's a very um, interesting drama. It's epic. It's huge. Uh, and I have been asked to do one chem read – Um, And for those who don't know what a chem read is, once you've done your audition, if they like what you're doing, they ask you to come and read with other actors to see how you match uh, on film. So I've done one chem read with one of the female characters. I'm up for one of the leads. Uh, And I asked to do another chem read sometime in the next week or two with another one of the major characters. So it's called Steal Away. You can find it. It's all over social media. It's a really interesting story. Uh, And it's uh, it's it's made news here in Hollywood because the producer, writer, director, a man named Stephen Blake uh, basically bucked the Hollywood casting system, which is known as Breakdown Express. And he basically said uh, they told him he couldn't cast as he couldn't be in Breakdown Express and cast on social media. And he said, well, I want to cast on social media. I want to make it available to every actor I can find. And he did that and then breakdown down and said, well, then you can't be with us. So he's done all of his casting on, in social media and he's done a whole bunch of producer meetings where he literally just opens up the room and talks about all aspects of pre-production with actors, with uh, other uh, technical people. So it, it, he's doing a very interesting thing. Anyway, haven't been cast in that, just doing chem reads, but I'm looking forward to see what happens with that. That's everything going nice. on with me. Okay. Oh, okay. wait. Gosh, I said that and I lied. There's <laughs> one other thing going on. My daughter, uh, Raleigh Lynch, who is a wonderful director, is directing a play out here in Los Angeles uh, called Space Captain, Captain of Space.
5: <laughs> it is. <laughs> Please tell what, me it stars Shatner.
2: A hilarious comedy, kind of a spoof on the Buck Rogers, Flash Gordon 30s. It is. We've been in rehearsals now for. About two weeks. And it is the cast is amazing. Um, I'm doing all the voiceover work for it because I'm a member of Actors' Equity, so I can't perform live. Uh, but I, I can do the voiceover work. Uh, so I'm doing all the voiceover work for it. Uh, if you want to see what it, what it is, there's actually the movie exists. The man who wrote it and produced the original off-off Broadway production, a guy named Jeff Spruill, created a black and white movie that is hysterical it's on amazon for like dirt cheap so if you guys want to see space captain captain of space i recommend it highly
3: my my only hope is that somewhere in the performance somebody says in a voice kind of like this space captain captain of
2: space that would be cool awesome (laughs) Only it's more like this, space captain, captain of space. (laughs) (laughs) That's even better. See, that's why
5: you get paid for this shit. I get paid
2: zero bucks for this. It's my daughter's.
5: Well, but you do get paid for other things that are like that.
2: (laughs) Once in a while, yeah. They actually do pay (laughs) me. All right, so anyway, that's it. That's all I have to say about me. Excellent.
4: Excellent. All right. So uh, we got a couple of other things before we begin our topic tonight. Uh, First off, uh, we pick a Patreon tonight. Uh, What is Patreon, Eric? What what does that mean?
3: Well, Patreon is a service that allows you to financially contribute to online artists like podcasters. That's us. Uh, We have an option where if you care to contribute $5 a month or more for every $5 you contribute, you'll have the option to submit a topic for us to possibly do a show on. We take all the submissions from our patrons, and we draw one on a random basis every quarter. And we just finished up a quarter, so we're going to do a drawing tonight. Uh, we appreciate any and all contributions to Patreon. Uh, you can find the Patreon badge on any page of darkdiscussions.com. That's
4: right. And for folks who are curious, tonight is February, February, uh, April, April, wow. April 7th. <laughs> I don't you know been? what's going on. Uh, tonight is April 7th. 2022 uh, for folks who are curious when we record, because we don't necessarily release these episodes right away, even though this one probably will be released uh, next, next Friday. Uh, But um, for some of our listeners like Pam, who are always curious when we do record, because sometimes we don't release, episode immediately after recording um, alright so we got uh, a new Patreon pick tonight and uh, Mike do you have the, the randomizer already Yeah,
5: I asked you and you didn't give me a number so I just all put right, it between one and a million f- and I figure go eventually with, we'll get
4: go, one go, go with 452 please it's not wanting to work
1: but, the randomizer's uh, broken
5: thank you Okay, no, there we go Ready? Yep. Drum roll, please. And the winning number is... Oh, fuck. You (laughs) kidding. The winning number, I shit you not, is 69.
4: (laughs) Oh, that's good. Nice. Nice. money. All right, uh, Mike will There's two numbers out of 452 we want to
5: avoid. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah, that, that, that's fair, that's The fair.
5: odds of hitting that one
4: was 1 in
5: 452.
4: All right, Mike, you're not going to be happy with the, the pick tonight. Uh, tonight it is Beyond the Black Rainbow.
5: <laughs> I feel an illness coming on. Beyond, I
3: have not
4: seen know. this film, but I know nor have I. I but I've
3: it. heard Mike crap on it about fifty times.
5: <laughs> I don't think I've talked about it that much. I haven't given that that much thought. I did, but fine. <laughs>
4: oh, all right. So, uh, some, uh, what's it called again? It's called Beyond the Black Rainbow. All right. So that will be coming up uh, sometime uh, in the next few months or so. We'll, we'll fit it in and uh, get it out there and torture Mike. Thank you. Mike. <laughs> we all like torture. Uh, no, no, it is a. 69, 69 is a great, great made movie though. with no story. 69 is a great number. Anyway, all right. So uh, we do have an email tonight from uh, one of our listeners in the nation of the UK. And uh, Dan, you are
2: going to read that email for us. I'm glad to do so. Okay, so this is from uh, Mr. Appleby, John Appleby from the UK. I love and- his
5: blooming onions.
2: Oh, right. His blooming onions are blooming lovely sorry john that's my best uh and his title is email subject reviews uh, hi all hope you're keeping okay and eating your five a day okay the podcast content analysis opinions and banter is top-notch as always so thank you for the as always excellent work and chuckles you provide for our listening pleasure Things I have been watching lately in cinemas and TV are The Batman, really enjoyed this version, dark, more realistic, and pisses down with rain quite a lot. Uh, My daughter's conclusion, okay, but very long. I personally am looking forward to the expansion of the story and character arcs. Next, Ty West's X, a great back-to-the-80s slasher which I really enjoyed. Conclusion equals sex to the four, lots of gore, you couldn't wish for more. And last, on Netflix, Evil Genius and Hunter. Evil Genius, a true but unbelievable story. Conclusion, fuck that. I will never deliver pizzas for a living. <laughs> and Hunter, absolutely fantastic. Oh, Dan Lynch, I'm, I love Mindhunter. Um, the cast, especially, Especially the main three characters are exceptional. And boy, the serial killers are brought back to life in an unbelievable fashion. Bravo to the actors and the makeup artists. A must watch. And if there isn't a series three, I will riot at the White House.
3: Yeah, I got bad news for you.
2: (laughs) That's it for me for now. Take care, all. And to quote the legendary Irish comedian Dave Allen, may your God go with you. John Appleby from the U.K. Thank you, Jim. Very mm-hmm. right.
4: hey, good. Well, my parents actually saw David Allen and concert in Boston. As a matter of fact.
3: <laughs> right.
4: Very good. Very no, good. But, uh, uh,
3: I have uh, watched all the Mindhunter there is. Um, And I enjoyed it quite a bit, but I'm afraid. It's brilliant. uh, That is all there is. They have officially canceled that show. Yeah, they said it was done. Yeah,
2: and you know, I'm glad. I'm glad with. I I I think they ended well, and I you know, it didn't need to go on. I mean, they they teased you know the next serial that they could have, but I'm 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 really glad that they just let it go because damn, that's a fine show. Uh,
5: It was a fine show. My problem is. Uh, this is a part of the, 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 the bane of modern storytelling where they have to do multi-season arcs as they do that whole, like, BTK thing. Yeah. Like, yep. and now if you try to watch it, it never has any payoff.
2: Right. Um, yeah, of course. So it
5: just feels weird. and like, I'd almost wish, like, they could just go back and edit that out because now it's going to stick out like a sore thumb.
3: True. Right. Or give them one more season to wrap that up. but
5: I would prefer that. Yeah. But my
4: way is cheaper.
5: And sadly,
3: that's what
2: Netflix
5: <laughs>
4: does. Well, it, it, it probably just didn't bring in the audience that some of their shows did, unfortunately.
2: Well, but and Netflix is known for this. For the, yes, there yeah, yeah, two yeah. seasons out—that's that, what they do.
4: That is true. That is true.
2: All right. It, it's, uh, it's such
5: a weird thing because they will throw literally like billions of dollars to Adam Sandler
3: <laughs>
2: to
5: make anything, <laughs> yeah,
3: and they then do. they
5: get a show with the following, from, and then. From, they
3: uh,
4: make, Manchester, New Hampshire, 10 miles away from me.
3: Nope, but they, they,
5: they don't, they don't want to
4: spend past the third season for almost any show. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's ridiculous. I will state this. Me and Eric, along with uh, you, Mike, on one of the two episodes, and MJ Preston did uh, two episodes on the show. So, uh,
3: yeah, did dark we? Yes, we do. I don't even remember that. Oh, my God.
5: Yeah, which is why I was wondering why you were pointing out that you watched every episode because we all did.
2: Because yes. we did an episode on it with
3: MJ Preston. Oh, with my M. God. My memory's going to crap.
2: Well, MJ Preston is a perfect it guy to do do that given his uh, serial books. They're, his yes, serial killer books are, are outstanding. Yes. Indeed. Yeah, I mean, in fairness, there are movies
5: I will have forgotten I've watched until, but. Like, if you just give me the title, because, you know, a lot of the movies we watch have, like, generic titles, like, dark, like, murder,
1: <laughs> or, like, tonight's
5: movie. <laughs> and, 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 like, that have no connection to a story. But, like, once I, like, okay, would you give me a plot description, I'll go, oh, okay, yeah, I remember doing that. But certainly when it's an entire TV series. I don't think I've ever forgotten watching an
4: entire TV series.
3: I didn't forget watching it. I forgot talking about it.
4: <laughs> right, yeah. Or talking yeah. about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. You got to give Eric credit, credit on that. It was yeah, it was the podcast. He forgot not the, not the show.
5: Yeah, the only thing that I think I ever run into is like when it's something that we've talked about on the podcast but didn't actually do a full episode on.
4: All right. Well, let's either way. Let's let's get into our topic tonight uh, so we can uh, uh, entertain our listeners and say humorous things, as Mister Appleby said, and <laughs> go with you, Eric. So, uh, what are we going to talk about? Tonight,
3: tonight we're going to be talking about the 2020 sci-fi horror movie currently available on Hulu, *Come True*. You know you can tell me anything, right? Yeah, I know.
0: Have you ever had any difficulty getting to sleep uh, lately? Yes. Sarah. Have you ever been diagnosed with any sleeping disorders? Sleepwalking, night terrors, insomnia? I used to sleepwalk as a kid, but I haven't in years. What are you studying? I can't tell you that. It's a nightmare. Are we ready? Don't you ever feel like you're seeing something that you're not supposed to?
5: Is this your first sleeping
1: clinic? Do you feel well-rested? For some reason, we always figure out a way to simply discount them as just dreams. If I show this to you, you cannot tell anyone.
3: Listen to me. I think your science project is fucking me up.
1: What did you think would happen?
3: Wake up!
0: are you okay? No, I'm not okay!
2: Not there. <laughs> tries to reject death and dreams, you you wake up. What if you're wrong?
4: Uh, That's right. Uh, Come True is a Canadian production film. Don't hold it against it. Uh, The (laughs) film is uh, directed by Anthony Scott Burns, Uh, stars a handful of folk that no one knows. Uh, Julia Sarah Stone and Landon LeBaron is actually someone uh, that has the last name of Perrin. Uh, that's that is kind of cool, um, which by the way is is uh, the sixty fifth most popular name in Quebec, I think. Uh, anyway, um, way, well, know that I I, I did research because it's my last name, so we have to
3: do. Research. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, answer.
4: Okay, Eric. Uh, do you know, uh, in Wisconsin, uh, and in, in, uh, what's
5: the most uh, where Webster ranks as the most popular name. No. No, because you're a fucking normal human being. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> anyway,
4: uh, the film uh, arrived at the United States on March 12th, 2021, so uh, last year. Uh, however, it did play at Fantasia Film Festival, among other uh, festivals prior to that. It's an IFC midnight movie. Uh, IFC usually uh, grabs pretty decent products and releases them, which is basically Sundance, I believe, uh, or AMC or Shutter or anything. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I know it's owned by somebody. IFC is owned by someone big, like really big, but, uh, either way, um, yeah, it's Sundance. Yeah. So there you go. Um, is it the rock? He's big. So anyway, (laughs) um, We are going to talk about this film tonight, and Dan brought it to our attention. However, Eric, you mentioned you saw it prior, so uh, uh, that's interesting. We'll be doing a roundtable to see what we felt about it and how we heard about it. So uh, let's start with you, Dan, because you brought it to our attention for tonight's episode. How did you hear about this film and what did you think about it?
2: Okay. Um, well, the way I heard about it was, Phil, you would ask me, "Hey, listen, w- w- would you like to come along to another guest host uh, on a film?" And I said, "You know, I have—I'm not sure what I've seen lately. I had, let me think about it." So then I went just looking for for films, and I, I I looked at a couple of of real bad duds and and passed on them quickly, and then I came across on Hulu uh, this movie, and I like you said, IFC. Uh, midnight, I usually uh, they're usually pretty good. So I thought, and I liked the concept of it. I, when I read the concept, I went, oh, you know, dreams and, and interesting stuff and sleep studies and, and the title itself, Come True. I thought, mm, okay, that sounds interesting. And then I watched it and I was immediately entranced by it, uh, by so many aspects of it, uh, which we'll talk about when we get uh, into it later. But uh, I just truly enjoyed it from beginning to end. All right. Sounds good.
4: Uh, let's go with you, Eric, since you had already prior to seen it before rewatching it uh, this week. Uh, how did you hear about this film and what did you think?
3: I don't remember how I stumbled across it. I think I was just looking for uh, movies to watch and came across it on the VOD. Um, I enjoyed a lot of aspects of this movie. Um, I think what we're going to end up talking about the most once we get past the spoiler flag is the ending of the movie. Oh hell yes! And, and um, really, my ultimate opinion of this film is going to uh, depend on the discussion I have with you guys because I I have a pretty significant question um, about what that ending what meant. Because uh, if it's one thing, then it means I wasn't sharp enough to observe something, and if it means another thing, I think it means it's kind of a bad movie. Um so I look forward to discussing that. Um but overall uh I thought it was well crafted. Uh I thought there was really interesting imagery in the film. Um but the ending, hmm. Not the we'll biggest fan, we'll, the biggest talk fan. we'll talk about it. Not the biggest fan. We'll talk about it later.
4: All right. Sounds good. Uh yeah for me uh I heard about this film because of Dan Lynch. Uh didn't even know it existed until Dan Lynch mentioned it to me a couple days ago maybe seven eight days ago uh so uh, i watched it uh last evening and um it's a well it's a really great film but it's a hugely flawed film and it's very difficult to explain (laughs) what i mean without getting into spoilers and details and whatnot but as eric mentioned it has awesome imagery uh the story is fairly interesting uh it has some it is it is kind of scary. There's some really scary images that, like, freak me out, and that's always a good thing for horror. However, uh, there's some major issues with the film with, with character perspectives, um, plot points that may be an issue, uh, Eric's uh, question about the ending, among other things that may put this film a little less than being awesome as I uh, had hoped. Um, but, um, yeah, it is pretty, pretty cool and scary film. Um, and so I, I did like it even though I f- think it is, uh, uh, quite flawed. Uh, hmm. let's go with you, Barrett.
0: Yeah, I, uh, enjoyed the film. I thought it was, um, creepy and I really liked the subject matter. Um, I do think it has some flaws, um, But generally, I really enjoyed it, and I thought um, it had a really good score. (laughs) I like the music. All
4: right, sounds good. And let's go with the potty pooper himself, Mike.
5: You know, there are things that I like about the movie. Unfortunately, the writing and pacing are not one of them, Um, or two of them. And that has a lot to do with it. It's Anytime you get one of these films that is dreamy, there's always gonna there's off there's a tendency to do a languid pacing, uh, so it was kind of a slow film. You didn't have anyone like have an actual dialogue in the movie, like in terms of talking about something that people might actually talk about. Uh, so I found it hard to really latch on to some of the characters. And there was, like, one thing about it that I found really creepy in all the worst ways. Now, that may be bleeding over from the last film we did. Um, <laughs> but then there was a thing that, like, happened that put, like, an exclamation mark on it to me, which was just just one line of dialogue. And I was like, okay. Um, eh, it wasn't just me misreading it. But... Um, I said, I'm really, there may be things I was missing. It it was having, I was having trouble engaging with it. Maybe there were subtle clues and hints there. Uh, You got to the ending and I thought, okay, well, that's an interesting idea. But very quickly, my brain started kind of going through the film. And and I said, oh, now that, that makes sense now because of that. Wait, no, 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 it doesn't. That No, it doesn't explain that either. And so I'm really, like, lost. I know, what, I, don't want to, I know what the ending is. I know what the supposed twist is. But unlike, say, The Sixth Sense, which, of course, is the go-to for something like this, when I look back at it, nothing makes more sense in hindsight. Um, and all it does is maybe excuse uh, bad plotting in a fairly uh, hoary and overused uh, ending trope. That I don't want to spoil but you could probably figure it out so we'll discuss it Um, like I said there's a lot of things that that are likable about it but I just the package did not work for me and as I've said now for I think three or four of our last five films this is not the kind of film that I that that usually works for
0: me
4: all right sounds good Um, all right with that stated uh, Eric do we have a wiki wiki wiki
3: a teenage runaway takes part in a sleep study that becomes a nightmarish descent into the depths of her mind and a frightening examination of the power of dreams.
2: All right.
4: Sounds good. Uh, I guess that
2: is okay. Uh, yeah, it's a good description, I think.
4: Now, uh, the film is considered a horror, a science fiction horror film is, is what Wiki and IMDB have been calling it. Makes sense. Um, myself and uh, Barrett were talking offline at work today about uh, during our lunch hour. Only at our lunch hour because that was the time we can talk about non-work related things. And we discussed yeah, uh, yeah, covering our asses. Uh, <laughs> it kind of <laughs> could be like a Vanilla Sky or Open Your Eyes, uh, and we will probably get into some of that too for folks who are. Familiar. But actually, I say I liked Vanilla Those Sky. Films. That is a good film, and, and it's Open Your Eyes, which was the film that it was based on, was was good too. Um, but anyway, uh, we will uh, get into all sorts of things. Uh, but for folks who are curious and who have stumbled upon us, uh, we are, again, Dark Discussions podcast, which uh, doesn't just review films we uh, review, but we also critique and dissect films. So uh, there will be a spoiler alert section where we throw up and we will talk about anything and everything, including uh, that twist that Mike uh, mentioned and also uh, various pieces of the film that may – have some things that are curiosities for any of us uh, discussing the film tonight. So, with that stated, uh, at this point, we'll just talk about general things. Um, and the first thing I wanted to start, to just stop the, the ball rolling, is the title of the film sucks. And what I mean is, <laughs> it's, as Mike mentioned, like we... You know, you do. You see all these films that are just simply called dark or scary or something, and they like mean nothing and it does nothing. Like this film here, uh, for example, uh, H.P. Lovecraft wrote a story called "Beyond the Wall of Sleep." Now, that's an awesome title. And then Gaspar Noe wrote and directed a film called uh, "Enter the Void," and that's an awesome title but this film's here title unfortunately is very generic and that's probably the reason why uh, except for Eric uh the, the rest of us on dark discussions podcast missed it when it came out last year because come uh
0: true you know that's just so yeah. generic that you could I got to right agree with there. you it is a pretty crappy title. Well, well it doesn't also even
3: when you mentioned last week that we were going to be doing this I had to look it up because the title was not memorable to me even though I had watched the movie.
0: Yeah that's bad.
5: <laughs> I, know what they were, I
2: know what they were trying to do with the title, which which yes. has to do with the, the general scope right. uh, of, of, of the, you know, the collective unconsciousness and, and and Jungian analysis, which is this movie is steeped in. So I think that's what they were trying to, you know, talk about the self uh, in, in Jungian terms. And that's why they came up with the title. But I agree with you. The title was not memorable. And when I first saw the title, I went, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, one thing I'll say about a lot of those titles,
5: like The Darkness or something, you at least hear it and you go, that, that's a horror movie title. That is generic horror movie title, but it is a horror movie title. Come true... I'm expecting, like, I don't know, Reese Witherspoon? I don't know. (laughs) It doesn't doesn't
3: make sense until you read the blurb. Once you read the blurb and realize, oh, sleep study, oh, I get it. Dreams come
5: true, oh, yeah. And and even if they'd gone with, say, dreams come true, make your your dreams come true, something that's going to piss off the Disney Corporation, something like that, it's just, uh, you're like, eh, it still doesn't work. It's just, uh." And Especially since, be, partly because of the title, partly because it's a horror film, partly and and there were there are definitely some nice horror nods that I appreciated. Um, I'm expecting the dream to come true at some point,
1: <laughs>
5: as opposed to
3: <laughs> the old, uh, yes, reality
1: yes,
5: not being true. How about that? That's that
2: that that's it.
5: Actually, is not be true that's actually the the title is actually there
2: are moments there are moments mike in 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 the film itself where they it looks like they're going that direction yes and they don't coming through they 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 go a few times they go to that place and then and then nothing so so yes i get your point so and 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 i
5: appreciate and i and i do appreciate like what they were trying to like i dot i did not get any sense of suspense in the scenes that I think that where they were trying to build suspense and maybe that's me. I was going to say it
3: might be because you're dead inside.
5: (laughs) I actually think, I I think part of it is just that um, you kind of need to empathize with the lead character. And, and just because of me and my background, when you set up the sleep study thing, I kind of find myself on the side of the researchers and seeing it from their point of view, a little bit more than the point of view of the subject. Um, and I found this like this, the idea is engaging. I found myself wanting to know more about the experiment and I didn't care so much about her story.
0: Yeah. The uh, experiment was so cool.
5: <laughs> it was an interesting idea. And I thought the revelation yeah. was, was of the original revelation as to what the experiment about was pretty brilliant, creepy, ethically questionable. Yeah. Uh, but
2: Which pretty,
4: they did well. Pretty which pretty. they did well, yeah. 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 Well, uh, honestly, I, I don't know if it's eth- ethically questionable, and I'll tell you why, Mike. Because all they're doing is – well, Oh, okay, I see what you say. Never mind. I, I'll take that back. It's ethically questionable in the sense that you can possibly uh, understand people's thoughts and opinions without their actual consent. So that's fair. Okay. Right, right. Yeah. right. There there are reasonable <laughs> expectations
5: when people volunteer for an experiment. Sure. You know, if you volunteer for something to treat back pain, you know you may get an experiment to treat back pain. You know you may get a placebo. That's within the normal boundaries. Someone right. saying we want you to do a sleep study because we want to read your mind. You know, that, <laughs> that's like kind of going outside as a violation of privacy, in, in my personal opinion.
4: Um, yep. I that sure. beyond what a well, person signing up right. yep. for this would expect. Yeah, That's fair. Again, it doesn't matter based off of the ending, but we'll discuss all that later. Um, and, but, and we all know that no scientist has ever done anything ever that's unethical. No, no,
2: no. Scientists are always 100% ethical. Everybody <laughs> Absolutely. knows that.
4: And, and Eric, that's because people suck. Yes. Yeah.
2: Yes, it's, it is.
4: Yes. Now, um, the major problem I had with this film, even though it had some awesome imagery and a cool idea, is that they changed a the perspective – Of the characters multiple times. In other words, we have our lead characters, Mike mentioned, who he didn't like, which is fair. And I didn't say I didn't like. I just didn't 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 connect with her in the way. I'll I'll take it back. Uh, A character that that didn't resonate with Mike, and that is fair. Now, the problem with the film, especially based off of the ending and the twist and all these other things, they changed perspectives of characters many times in this film. And there was no
3: reason to do it. Well, and that's actually and, one of my big questions about the movie film. It all depends on how the ending is interpreted. Okay. Which no, we can't there, get into without yeah, spoilers. Yeah, so. <laughs> right.
2: Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. But so, about, can I say something about, about course, this? Because. Of course. Um, okay. Before we get so much into the negatives, I want to talk a little bit about the positives. Please do. Um, first of all, the dream imagery uh, was a, uh, just wonderful. Uh, uh, the 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 use of the dream imagery. I I, I I think there's only one film that's done dream imagery in a way that I loved as much as this, and that was The Cell. Which, okay, I which, think this was
4: better than The Cell.
2: I think the the dream imagery, just talking about the dream imagery yeah. now in the yeah. cell was, was outstanding, was brilliant. The concepts of the collective unconsciousness and psych, psych you know, if you're getting into the psychology of the ego and the id and, the, and sure, the, sure. the super ego and all of the other Freudian concepts which the cell dealt with were, was really well done. But what I liked about the imagery in this film was it was focused on the collective unconscious, the, the Jungian archetypes and and they they it it very clearly set that right out from the very very beginning when they say when they title each section the anima and the animus the shadow the the ego the self so so they clearly whoever created this film crafted this film uh knows uh his jungian psychology very well and and what he I- created the dream sequences based on those and that's where when we get towards talking about towards the very, very end, once we've gotten rid of all the spoiler alerts, uh, that's where I, I, I think that's what was the intent of this. This filmmaker was to talk about finding self.
3: Well, and Dan, you're clearly much more studied on this than I am um, However, because I I don't know any of that. Uh, But uh, what came into my mind while I was watching the movie is those those shadowy figures. Um, To me, I was trying to make the association with uh, sleep paralysis, uh, where I've heard that people that suffer from the sleep paralysis often see uh, a shadowy figure standing over them while they were unable to move.
0: Yeah, I think it uses that, and I also think it flips the script by the end of what you're talking about, Dan. So it... It kind of, it's it's not even what you think it is when you get to the very end.
4: Now, I, I would also like to add to Dan's point, which is unfortunately a negative to the same positive, which is uh, none of these folks except our, maybe our lead character seemed to have necessary behavioral health issues. So when we see all these dream sequences even from uh, the other dream candidates and they're all dark and depressing and scary and freaky and and like the ring um that kind of made me roll my eyes just a little because uh most of my dreams don't um have that that type of imagery so when i see the same these five or six dream people seeing the same scary stuff continuously every night there was only two things i could think of is that the director writer was trying to influence us to feel scared or whatever and because it's a horror film or it's
0: just poorly written and well they were hand picked badge. they were hand picked for the study so they were going to pick people that had issues
5: yeah. with sleep
0: so yeah, I well, think yeah. it wasn't a
5: randomized group
0: right it wasn't random right. gr- if it was a random group and I'd be like get yeah past that the makes spoiler sense. flag uh,
4: so I didn't get that because, again, they didn't show like a room of like 40 people taking a test and then, OK, you people can have to leave. And, you know, so if they did something like that, maybe, maybe but maybe I just missed it and everybody else didn't miss that. So, well, okay,
2: obviously, right. there's I, I, I do want to say this. I think as you can see from the the, the discussions we're having already, this is one. This is a very polarizing film. Uh, it, 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 it's polarizing in the sense that either it's something you're really going to like or it's something or you might like or it's something you're just not going to like at all. And I, I think that's interesting. Uh, um, and obviously for me, I, I, I like it because of where I come from and my understanding of what they were trying to do. Um, but before we go on, Phil, maybe we should kind of give a general concept of what the storyline is.
4: Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. But I want to just say one thing based on what you said, which is weird about me, is that I love the film, but I was also disappointed with the film. So it's I'm just like somewhere. It's weird for me because I I mean, Hmm. everything I saw in the film was like, oh, my God, this is the greatest film ever. But so many things bother me, too. So it's I, I don't even know how to explain it. So I'm polarized. My se- I'm polarizing myself. Never You're mind. self-polarized. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. I got, I got the 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 neutrons and the electrons. But what's going
3: on? I just, here? I just got a picture of Phil standing around slapping himself.
1: <laughs> sister, yeah.
4: daughter, sister, daughter. Right, right. I mean, I mean, just to see see the figure with the, the glowing eyes, it's like, this is the greatest film ever. And then it's like, oh, this doesn't make sense. It's pissing me off. So anyway. All right. So um, now, Dan, yeah, you, you just mentioned something, unfortunately, uh, because I was thinking about my own polarization. Uh, yeah, let's go ahead and give that description of the film. Who wants to do that? Do you want to do it, Dan?
2: Sure, sure. I don't mind it. Okay, so as as the wiki said it is this film centers on this young uh, girl who appears to be living homeless she uh, sleep is sleeping out uh, on a park or in, in some kind of a, a children's park on a slide she has horrible nightmares of these shadowy visions uh, uh, going through caves and dark holes and seeing all of these bizarre shapes and things so she has these horrible nightmares that wake her up she's has a mother it appears uh and she has a tenant but she doesn't have want to have any contact with her mother at all so she sneaks into her own house through a window and she gets stuff to go live on the street again or to live with her friends uh any, anything she can do to avoid being in her own house uh and she then finds uh, and and these and the, these repeating recurring nightmares are keeping her from st- staying awake. She can't focus in school. She has she's having problems just living life. She fa- she comes across a, 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 a you know on a on a bulletin board at the school a a, a notice for a sleep study program. She thinks well, you get paid. She's out. She has no money because again she's living on the street. So she thinks, all right, I'll just get some money and maybe they'll figure out what the fuck's going on with my brain. So she goes and she joins the sleep study. And in the sleep study, she begins to have her nightmares begin to intensify. And the scientists who are working the sleep study have some ethical issues between themselves and what they're doing uh as i think we already mentioned is is in effect you're they're basically folk allowing they're they're reading her mind they're reading her dreams they're actually being able to watch her dreams and it just from there it just cascades into uh, an ongoing nightmare for her how's that for a description
4: sounds good to me yeah, yeah. Makes yeah.
2: sense. yeah sums it up all right that's cool that's cool um so now any aspects you guys want to talk about
3: yeah, yeah. you want to talk uh, about young Oh, I know yeah, nothing that's, about that's, young, so that's I'm afraid with, I can't contribute.
2: <laughs> that's young with the J,
5: young with the J. Young yeah, young not, J. Not the, yeah, not not the not the musician. Young. No, not Neil Young. Not Neil not, Young. Not
3: the quarterback.
5: No, <laughs> not Steve. Young. Steve
2: Young.
3: young. Yeah, take all I really,
5: difference. I I mean, I had to take some basic psychology stuff for, for education when I was in college. I know about young in terms of like the idea of the collective subconscious, which is something I've never quite bought into. Um, but I think they re- they lean real heavy and you have to lean like 130 percent into the collective unconscious to explain, I think, some of the stuff that happens in this film.
2: I, I very much agree. I, as I said, I think that was the, the filmmaker's intent. I mean, they, they started there they started with, from that concept, even all the way through to the very uh, twist ending that we're going to talk about later. In which uh, case
5: I should say, I, I, I know this is maybe this is ham-fisted. Um and cliche and trite and maybe they could have had because they do have medical people there and psychologists studying dreams had somebody just kind of bring it up in conversation to include the audience in. That this uh, is you know they what? That's for? that's
2: an interesting point, Michael. That that, that really is. Um, I, obviously they they bring it up as it were because they introduce each section of the film with what they're dealing with from the archetypes right as i said so like they start with you know the anima the animus uh and then they go to the shadow and then they go to the ego and then they go to the self so they they they, they, they've intentionally labeled each section to follow those parts of the archetypes but they don't take the time they they just are assuming or, or hoping the audience knows enough about those archetypes or don't care enough about those archetypes uh to follow along and, and see what they're doing uh with the character and why why those are labeled that way and right, right i think it w- it would have been really a better choice to at least have somebody uh talk about that at some point one of these scientists to explain you know we we're, we we're, you know we we're, we we're, we're focusing on the collective unconscious and we're trying to understand these aspects these archetypes of of the jungian philosophy or something like that It well, i don't even more accessible to an audience i, agree.
5: I don't the. i mean i don't know and this is this is where the hard part comes in right is the with something like young or any psychologist you know and there's all sorts of different schools of psychology just in philosophy and whatever i don't know what is um common knowledge background knowledge like we all get I think the majority of people, if you mention Freud and cigars, we all get the joke, right? <laughs> um, for me, what?
1: it's we'll, we'll have
5: your mom. except <laughs> Eric. <laughs> um, for for me, it's um, uh, you know, for young, my first thought is collective unconscious. That 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 could be a me thing. I know I've seen it used and mentioned in films and things, and so I, I think that there's a, a kind of a higher not not Freudian level, but there's at least if not they don't know it with with young, they know it like the, the concept of a collective unconscious. I think, but again, that could just be my personal background and bias, where I don't know like personally, and yeah, now that you mentioned it kind of vaguely rings a bell. I don't know that most filmgoers are going to go. Oh, animus and anima, Collector you know, the, the no, young of archetypes. Oh and my that God!
2: That's why it appealed to me because I know those. I, I read a, a series right. of books, which, the World of Wonder series by Robert Graves, and, and which introduced me to, to those archetype concepts. And so I, I've always loved them. So I agree and, with you. I, I agree, and that
5: helps. And it's and then it, the question is, how do you incorporate that explanation? like I don't did they have to explain the jungian archetype it's just to me for the plot to make any sense and I I'd still argue personally for me because I don't entirely buy into it is that it doesn't um it's the only way to explain what happens in the plot and that's my biggest issue is when they give the reveal at the end we we were past the spoiler flag I want to be clear
2: we have not spoiled we have not put we up have a spoiler not given the flag we have yet. Not,
5: okay okay uh that The only way to explain it is with a Jungian uh, collective unconscious. I totally agree. And so that's what makes it necessary as opposed to things like knowing animus and anima that enriches the film as opposed to something that just requires you to understand it to make sense of the film.
2: Yep. I think that's a very valid point. And I would say the major failure of that film, which I still love. And then there was dead
3: silence. <laughs> well, I have no idea what the hell you two are talking about. So I don't think I really,
2: can add really, anything really, really, quickly. I will just, just for the sake of, in case Well, we some of it doesn't quick. even matter because of the twist ending, but anyway, I'm sorry. Uh, okay. The anima and the animus are the male and female aspects of females, uh, of women and men. Reversely. In other words, anima is the female aspect of males and the animus is the male aspect of females the shadow is what most people think of as the the unconscious the the, the 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 things that we that we hide from ourselves the things that are not in our conscious mind it's the subconscious and the, the unconscious concepts that we just don't that we hide from often which is why it's called the shadow the ego is that sense of self that uh, who we think we are, and the ego is 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 who we, we want we project ourselves to be into the world. That's our ego, and then the self is the combination of everything. It's the, 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 and also the most dangerous aspect if you're talking about psychologically deranged people. People who think they have a complete understanding of self, those are your megalomaniacs. So the self is the combination of all of those aspects into a totality. So the the conscious with the subconscious, including all the yin and yang of female and male. That's Mm -hmm. basically that's very, very basic concept of Jungian philosophy.
3: Okay, thanks for the info. Sure.
2: All right. Sounds good. Um, All right. So
4: there's there, yeah there, there, there uh is some very interesting thing, aspects that we can talk about this film and we will when we get into the spoiler. Is there anything else that we want to talk about that isn't spoilery that's just ge- general uh stuff
3: uh, I am rearing at the starting block waiting for the spoiler flag to go off <laughs> yeah, this, yeah is, right.
4: this is we say this so often, and I don't
5: know if there's every movie that it has been more true than this. you can't really talk about it. Until you drop the flag. Oh,
2: I think that's, that may be very, very true. I'm, I'm trying to think if there's anything else conceptually that doesn't require a spoiler flag before we drop it. Um, she gets into a physical relationship with one of the scientists. Yeah, uh, that's point, a spoiler thing. Wait, is that, is, is, I mean, you know I don't you, know. That's
5: technically, but yeah, there's a relationship there um, that happens. I mean, most booms have a romance, so I, I wouldn't say that's a real spoiler, but yeah, there's some stuff with that I had issues, issues, with issues with. Right. It, and it, and, and it I'm just problem. trying to think really general
2: concepts with. before we get in spoilers. So I think that's one of the general plot concepts. Um, and she has a friend who she confides in a lot. She sleeps at her house and then she kind of, the friend kind of disappears.
0: Yeah, she disappears completely. Yeah,
2: well, there's a reason for that. Yeah. <laughs> and right. let's see. I think the fr- the I,
0: friend, I, friend is
4: a non-sexual female relationship.
2: Just correct. A, a non-sexual female relationship, just a a, a buddy uh, yeah. who works at a, I, I couldn't, understand, I didn't get whether she worked hey, at the club I, or I, hung out at the club.
4: Yeah, yeah, that's true. I'm not mm-hmm. sure either. But but she she has something association with a dance club, uh one of the ones like rave and and club house music,
2: stuff like that. Right. Yeah. I think that might be it uh, as far as anything we can talk about generally. Does anybody else think of anything else?
4: Uh oh, uh that the, the girl uh runs away from home.
2: Right. As I, as I said, she yeah. she seems to be like she just Li- she's living either on the street or she's living with her friends and she's sneaking into her own bedroom to steal things and when her mom calls her out she disappears out the window. So she and has- yet she still goes to school. And yet she still goes to school. Which is well, just fucking one, bizarre only, to me.
4: Well no that was only at the very beginning of the film. and then, So I'll give the film credit that she stops going to school after maybe the first 15-20 minutes of the film when she f- truly runs away.
3: And well, Well, I'm just saying it's just bizarre. This movie, Uh, until I know how to interpret the ending, Um, because that's going to change everything about how I perceive the rest of the movie.
4: But, but, Uh, Mike, Mike, you do have a fair point. Uh, at one point, I was thinking that this film kind of reminded me of it follows where the parents aren't really there, but it's, it's, it's not done well, like. It Follows, It Follows it was,
2: it was, oh, It Follows was brilliant. Well, yeah, it was
4: one brilliant. of the things, like I'll say, one thing
5: I probably had with connecting to this character, this lead character, is that she is a cipher for much of the film, at least to me. Mm. Um. I'll it. even go so far as to say, the first shot of the film, or not the first shot, but the first shot of her in the film, is she's sleeping on a playground slide, I think? Yep. That is correct. And so my first thought, I couldn't tell if it was a young woman with a short haircut or a very young boy. That was, like, the first thing I wasn't sure of. Okay. Now,
2: maybe that was me. Um, uh, I Yeah, I, I knew she was a, a young girl. Um, I was pretty sure. I mean, I'm, that, that lasted, like, just from
5: the first image. It didn't take very long. And then I was wondering, because, like, you mentioned the non-sexual relationship with her friend. Mm-hmm. Probably because she's a runaway, you know, and she has a short haircut, you know. So. <laughs> uh, but look, I've certainly seen it. You know, I've seen it in my students where you have students who are you're like, why is she running away? And given the climate we're in right now, and the frequency of seeing these stories, the idea that it might be a sexuality thing, that she's really close with this girlfriend. I was like, okay, which where I'm trying, are they going there with it? Uh, so I wasn't entirely sure where where she was as a character, but really, I don't know why, why did she run away? You have no sense of her history of her family, of what's going on, what's she running from. I, I agree, um,
2: but I think that was intentional. Well, it makes sense that you don't necessarily know that. I mean, when I, you I get think there's a the reason why that's the opening shot. Why, uh, right, it starts yeah, right. with, why it starts with the dream sequence and goes to that opening shot. And then to what happens immediately after that opening shot, her crawling right. into her, her own bedroom window. I think uh, there's uh, a reason for that. Until
4: the ending, I just assumed it was a behavioral health issue to be honest.
2: I but, think you're right
4: well, and it um, might be, but it's it to me, and again, the idea that
5: they explain it after ninety minutes yeah. is is fine from a explaining it point well, of view, but as a viewer i want to I do want to connect well, and understand who these characters are, so waiting that long to kind of get to that, I think to me for at least for me was a detriment to the film right. at least in well, hindsight because again i was having well, trouble really connecting with who this person well, is
4: well as eric has said in some other films that we've, we've talked about he, he, you eric have said it doesn't matter because it didn't happen type of things and,
2: well and that's what i need to talk about so let's put up this one <laughs> right before you do I think Eric's right. I think we're almost there, but, but I think the very fact that what Mike said, that she's a cypher. I think that's, they want her to be a cypher. They want you to try and figure out what the fuck is going on with her.
4: Right. But they trick us because they change perspective to other characters that, in my opinion, based off of what happens in this film should have never happened. And it was, it was, it was a weak, weak trick I felt by the writer director, but we'll, we'll talk about that. So, are we all right to throw up the spoiler alert? Yeah, I, I, like, yeah. I just comment on one last
5: thing? Sure. Um, The the lead scientist yeah. you know, behind this is a guy named Dr. Myers. Yeah. Now, when glasses. I first saw Dr. Myers, I immediately thought he's a George Romero reference. Because yeah. if you've ever it's seen George Romero, sure. he's yeah. wearing the George Romero glasses. And then I thought, well, wait a minute. This isn't a story about sleep deprivation or sleep studies i was and, thinking
0: cronenberg
5: and it's I, morbid, I thought like, cronenberg as well
0: yeah it's <laughs> funny
5: and, and but then what do they do they have an important scene or, or what leads into importance, with her in a movie house watching night of the living dead true yeah,
0: yeah. you know that Very a
5: true. character's name is riff which i th- i was like think what is a fucking who the fuck names a character riff and then he brings it around and explains that it's a reference to Riff Raff, the lab assistant from Rocky Horror Picture Show. So there are little nods, and even the do- name Doctor Myers might—it's either maybe it's a uh, a nod to the Saturday Night Live comedian, but could be or a nod. Or it's Michael like, Myers. To yeah. Michael Myers, right? So there are little nods in there, and I appreciated those. So, like I said, so at first I thought Romero, but I said, well, if he's trying to make Romero, Romero, you know, would have a beard. You know, he didn't. Um, but then like, then I see night of Living living said, Nope. That was totally a Romero look. I thought he was going for, hmm. um, but yeah, Cronenberg could work just as well. So yeah, there are little nods. If you're a horror fan, then there may be more that we missed, um, that are seated in the film that are interesting to watch. Or that- and, and
2: I, I, just before we, we move on and, and before we throw out the spoiler flag, I just want to say this is one of the reasons I love uh, sharing these podcasts with you all, because I just love the way the analysis and the critique and the dissection of films. That's always excites me So for whatever that's worth. Cool. Thanks.
5: And and again, like I I don't I think we all get the sense here. I'm not the biggest fan of the film. Sure. Um, But it's also but this is why I like having these discussions. One, you can dig up some nuggets, right? Like between your couch cushions that you've, that you've got lost and you still, um, but um, you can find things that are still interesting in it and you can have different points of view and still respect that. You know, the, why somebody appreciates it or doesn't based on, yeah,
2: and, and I absolutely respect everybody but you, Michael. So that, that, oh. that's, that's, fuck that's,
4: No, and and that's true. We've had a a number of films on this podcast that I wasn't a big fan of, but uh, I had uh, a lot of enjoyment uh, in finding nuggets to talk about.
2: Yeah, Uh, no, Mike's point is really, really on the money, really on the money. It's it's really interesting to hear different points of view and hear why someone likes or dislikes aspects of a film. That's what I love about this podcast.
5: Now, the problem, of course, with nuggets is that you can get like chicken nuggets, you can get pretzel nuggets – and you can get turds. So, lots and lots of types of nuggets you can get. So,
1: indeed.
4: <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, spoiler fun. So, so Eric doesn't have a nervous breakdown. Are Thank we able you. To, God. Yes. I, I was about to text you to say what the hell's going on here. Um, are we able to uh, throw up the spoiler finally?
3: Please, oh, yeah. please. Right, I'm begging right. you. All right. Let's let's do it. So I don't this know. Point, this is kind of
0: fun, Phil. It's just keep it going. Well, I don't want to torture Eric continuously.
3: Um, You you should want to torture me. I do it to you enough. (laughs)
0: Very
3: true.
0: true.
4: Um, All right. So uh, at this point in the podcast, uh, for folks who are curious, we are throwing up the spoilers. So we'll talk about anything and everything that we want to about the film, including spoilers. So if you have not seen this film, uh, you can go and uh, rent it anywhere or you can see it free at least at the time of this podcast that we're recording for. Seven twenty twenty two on Hulu. Uh, but if that doesn't concern you, you have been warned. All right. So the, sorry, the up. Did you just say seven twenty? I said four seven 20,
2: twenty. Oh, I got
4: it. Okay, four seven twenty.
2: Okay, cool. Yeah,
4: yep, yep. yeah, I should have said April 7 twenty two to make.
2: No, it. I, I got point. it. <laughs> yeah,
5: yeah. Wait, All wait right. a minute. I'm, I'm, yeah. To, uh, Cana- to, does anyone know the, like the? do the Canadians? I know the
4: British do it backwards. Do the Canadians do it backwards too?
2: I don't know if Canadians use the European. Phil, do you know?
4: Uh, I, I do not. I, I, I would think they would not because they're so close to the U.S. and they use U.S. films and all that more than probably any yeah, other people. Yeah, but they spell but the color with a fucking U.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's true. And, and
4: they do that net metrics thing, which whatever that means.
2: Yeah. So they could very <laughs> well use the rest of the world thing.
3: except for us uses. You're
4: right. <laughs> Liberia. That's right, Mike. That's don't
5: right.
3: forget Liberia. Don't forget, Vermin yeah. loves Supreme. Yeah, all but, right. Uh, spoiler flag is up. Please, for the yes. love of God, let me ask my questions. I Yo. was in
5: no right. way, shape, or form throwing that
0: up there to further frustrate Eric, just to be <laughs> <honest>. <laughs> Just happenstance.
2: Yes, Eric, uh, the stage is yours.
3: All right. Here's the deal. The first time I watched that movie, I'm going to spoil the ending right here. So we already threw up the spoiler flag. So real spoiler, spoiler, spoiler <laughs> flag. Because the whole movie revolves around the ending. At the very end of the movie, um, our main character sees something delivered, a text delivered to her forward, which is an image that says, uh, you've been in a coma for 20 years and we're trying to communicate with you. We don't know where this image will show up. Um, please wake it's up. It's a twist! Yeah, it's a twist. But here's 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 my issue: is that when I first saw that the first watch a year ago, I was like, "Huh, that's interesting." I'm gonna have to watch that again and figure out exactly where she went into the coma. Um, so upon my second watch, just a few nights ago, I was really paying close attention to try and figure out where she slipped into the coma. I can tell you, and the I to that, either either yeah, I completely missed it. Or she's supposed to have been in the coma the whole time. Right. And if it's the yes. latter, then that's, uh, it, then I'm sorry, it's a poorly made movie. And <laughs> all full statements about the perspectives. Um, and that's why I posted the GIF that I posted in message group today. Because <laughs> uh, if anybody can tell me where she went into the coma... Uh, in in the terms of what was happening as being presented to us on the screen, I think I would enjoy this movie a lot more than trying to swallow the fact that she was in a coma the whole time. Cause if she was in a coma the whole time, everything we're seeing makes no sense.
5: It was in a coma all along.
4: I think it would have been better. That's a fair point, Eric. That's the reason why I hated when they had the sleep experiment with the two men and they just cut, and we never find out what happens, uh, never mind the fact that they had the perspective of all those characters when they shouldn't have, never mind the fact that...
3: Um, and why uh, would she be dreaming about being in a sleep study and then dreaming and waking up and dreaming and waking up when she's in a car? The whole thing makes well, no
4: sense. Also, yeah. Also also the technology. Um, at first, I was thinking, okay, they're going to do the, the It Follows, where you just don't know really where we're at in the year of this movie is when it takes place but then you know they have cell phones and yet if she's been in a coma for 20 years and she's really 38 and not 18 they, you know she wouldn't have smartphones and she wouldn't have all well these but
5: it, it could
4: we be don't know what year it is
5: yeah that's the, that right we don't uh, know what year it is in the real yeah. world
1: yeah
3: because yeah. i had and, a couple of thoughts while i was watching the movie that like it may have been when she woke up in the Sleep study and her eye started bleeding, or it may have been later in a hospital where she ended up getting up and, and sleepwalking or whatever that was supposed to be. Um, it, but but like, or it may
5: have been during it, the sexy vampire dream.
3: I mean, maybe maybe, but uh, like, I couldn't make any of those work because there's other stuff that doesn't work. And and I think it's supposed to be she was in a coma the whole time. And yeah. I just don't think I don't think it was yep. fair. Um, That's correct. No.
4: That that's what I meant. Yeah, when I said, hey, Barrett, I said Barrett, you seem to it be, be trying to say
2: something.
0: Yeah, I'd like to say something about that. I mean, I understand your perspective, but I also think that um, I, I believe that she was in the coma the whole time, and I think it would have been better if they'd have stayed in her perspective. I think they're thinking that you know her mind is creating all this stuff like a virtual reality almost. So there are other things going on that she is not privy to but are happening in her head. Well, the question is then
5: is anything that happens in the study scratch that is anything that happens in the film actually happening? Like, is there a, are there people studying her, right? Is there a head camera that she's watching? And I don't think there is. The only thing I think you could argue is that the other people in the study are real. That because she's connected to them through the great collective unconsciousness, they're <laughs> or, experiencing each other. But when they, when they get woken out of their comas, that's when they,
0: quote, leave or, the study. Mm. Or they're all part of a study of coma patients in the outside. They're all connected to the machines. And when you see their dreams, you're actually seeing the real world.
2: Retrospect- <laughs> I think that that My- absolutely was the intention of the filmmaker, whether whether they did whether it, it, successfully-
0: it works or not. Yeah, it's a different yeah, story. Whether right. it's
2: successfully or not, I don't know. But I believe it was the intention of the filmmaker that from the very beginning, she was in a coma from the very beginning of the film and that they were and her. that there are these. People on the outside, whoever they are, whoever it was who texted her, who I believe are using some sort of technique to try and reach into her brain to reach her. It's some kind of untested technique or some kind of new technique or something to see if they can get into her and wake her up. So I believe the entire film is about the process of of dealing with her as as, as Michael I think sarcastically, but reasonably said it's through the collective unconscious. It is a Jungian piece from the very beginning. They don't hide that fact that they are dealing with Jungian archetypes. So I believe my concept, and I think that's what Barrett saw as well, is that there are these people on the outside who we don't see ever unless they're bled into her dreaming and they become these personas within her dream but they are actually people on the outside who are trying to reach into her mind to wake her up. And, and I think by, she doesn't
0: want to wake up at the end because she's got those teeth and she's mild. No, no,
2: no, no, no. She absolutely. The, 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 she wakes up at the end because it's a realization of self. Yeah, that's that's what that's again, whether they were successful for me, they were because I, I understand the concepts, but. That was what that very last ending beat meant, was yeah. that she had come to a realization of self. So I believe right after she sees herself in the mirror with the vampire teeth, I believe that means she's about to wake up. So the vampire ah, teeth I is a gotcha, representation okay. of self? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Well, how, well, she's, accepting I,
3: the,
2: she's accepting the shadow parts of herself. She's already accepted the male parts of herself, the anima, animus. She's already got, dealt with shadow, which is that unconscious, all those shit that goes on in our unconscious. I'm sorry, and Dan. She is I'm, I'm, you're you're, you're losing me here. Ego, her sense of who she is and found herself to who she really is, which is what? the self, which is what, which is. So me. you're so you're
5: telling me that riff. Is her male self uh
2: yes that was her animus. okay story. that was my question okay see that's uh, this is part of the problem i have is that because she fucked her animus and you fuck your animus you fuck your okay. anima if you're a male you fuck your animus it's you know with the concepts of um succubi and succubus are directly related according to jungian philosophy with animus and anima you're fucking your female aspects of yourself or you're fucking your male aspects of yourself
5: as long as we're fucking that's fine as long as you're fucking <laughs> it's good. all right well uh well so Either way. I gonna say, see, this is a confusion the part that was confusing me is trying to figure out how many of the people, if we buy that the other patients in the study are real people that are disappearing from the study because they're woken from their coma or awakened or whatever the proper grammatical term is, who else in this story is real? Is she collectively unconsciousing with this
4: I, I with don't, I don't think. Any- that hold, hold, you hold, you're trying to tell me that some
2: of the people in this film are real i i'm yes. trying to i don't know if some of the people are real or not i'm just uh, riffing it off could be. riffing, riffing right. off of what very problem did, which is right, it yeah. could well be and and they don't specify they they very they i agree they don't but it could very well be that some of the people from the outside whoever it is that's texting her at the end that she may be that coming that she may be taking whatever it is that they're doing on the outside to try and reach her through the collective unconscious, whatever it is they're trying to do that then it may, there may be some awareness of reality that's seeping in to, right, but it's but, basically, but, it's all dreams. That's, that's all right. I, but, all right. See, that's the, that's
4: the thing. It, if they were tricking us with the perspective, then it's a weak film. If, some of the scenes that we saw from different perspectives were actually real people outside of her dream. Well, no, uh, like
0: we see the, we see riffs perspective, which is her animus.
3: Well, uh, here's the bigger problem, Barrett, is that, okay. If this is all being created in her mind. Okay. I, I, first of all, I agree with Phil on this. The, the, like, if, if this is all happening in her head, it should be her perspective the whole time. Um, because, like... Wait, wait, he, wait, wait I'm sorry. If, wait, wait, let, me, let me finish my thought. Okay, go ahead. If, if, there's, if, it. if there's people in this movie that are not in her head, we have no indication of when that's happening. And the doctors involved with the sleep study, if this is all happening in her head in a coma, then we should not have any shots of those doctors having conversations amongst themselves without her in the room. Um, and, and then that's probably my largest problem with some of
2: you Wow. Now, now see, I, I've got to disagree. I, I don't know about you, right. but you're, I You're dream... trying to say that uh, she is
4: all those people. Yes.
2: Uh, yes. 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 I, Maybe. When I dream, I don't know about you guys, but when I dream, I often dream conversations with other people outside of my perspective. I, I dream of people talking over here. and Yeah. yeah. I, I dream very cinematically.
4: Right. Oh, Oh, see, I've never, I, I always am there.
2: Yeah, well, I'm not saying problems. I'm not
4: there, I'm just saying well, I may
2: be watching well, the, other people talking, or I may but, be... But she's
4: not there in the room, that's what Eric's trying to say. Oh,
2: that, a valid and, point. And that's yeah. where I have the problem. too. Yeah.
4: Well, But, like, if you say
5: Riff is a part of herself, it is, are these different is. aspects of herself, and this is where I think it starts to break down a bit. Now, I'll pull out spoiler warnings for old films, uh, <laughs> and I'll, I'll, I'll pick... The, the, the two that are coming off the top of my head are the or that world uh, films that have an alternate reality or Matrix, an unreal right. reality.
0: So Vanilla Sky. Out, Vanilla Sky. Yep.
5: I wasn't going to throw out Vanilla Sky because that's not what I was thinking of. I was going to throw out The Matrix and I was going to throw out um, Identity.
0: Ah, uh-huh. okay. Identity now, I think would fit closer. Now I agree, but
5: Identity fits closer, but still not the same thing. And by the end of both of those films, certainly with The Matrix, you know who's a real person, who's not a real person, when they're in a dream world, when they're not in a dream world, all the rules are laid out there for you, right? There's no question. Yeah, identity, is that the one at the hotel? Yeah, yeah. The Identity yeah. is the Which,
2: one at the hotel, yeah. The with
5: Hotel, hotel yeah. Vince, who is going to be at the Scares of Care convention at the end of July, and they just announced today they're doing an identity photo op, if you want to pay for that. So anyway, so an identity, spoiler warning, it is in a and it's in sort of one of these alternate realities. And you do find out who all these people are, who all, you know, and and their relationship to each other without spoiling
2: that film. And it's all clearly laid out for you by the end of the film. Now I have got to say, it's been a very long time since I've seen identity and I could be wrong about this, but was that person who it all kind of comes through again, spoiler alert, was that was he never was he always there when the other people were no because he they were all they were, were all per- yeah, yeah it was like
4: a split personality person yeah, yeah, yeah okay. so I glad I tried hard not to spoil that film
2: yeah, we said we were spoiling it, so yeah <laughs> so, <laughs> so um yeah, so they were all but
5: that means if if Riff is an aspect of her personality, then when Riff
0: is there, she's there right, right yeah, so, so the
3: woman that's on the phone with him.
0: Yeah, there is a point when she's not with the doctors and stuff, when Riff is left to find her and they're all there and you get to see what's going on when they see like the other patients um having something happen.
5: Right, and but, that's the problem. You from yeah, what I
4: can tell yeah. and well, so never mind the, the 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 dance club, right? She's he's So uh, you for do her have her, how
5: cold in the toilet. But you do have people in your dreams that are not just you, and I think this is Correct. part of the the problem with the interpretation is that it's not clear who's real, who is another aspect of her personality, and who is just a dream person, like the woman in the laundromat or whatever that was, yes. who wakes yes. her up, yes. and tells just her person. that her phone was stolen. Yeah, that's I
4: would say is a dream person. Well, and then there's a fourth aspect too, Mike, which is just uh, the the point that Eric said, which I concur with, which is the perspectives, even if she is those people, it it just doesn't answer the, the questions right. It's almost like a cheat, if you ask me. Well, and then, like, so for
5: instance, I can accept... It, it hurts the narrative to me. I can accept, well, then in that case, then the experiment itself is bullshit. There is no experiment to see what's going on in other people's minds necessarily. There is an experiment in the real world where they are trying to reach through to them and communicate to them in their comatose state, but it is not the thing that she's envisioning.
2: I right? And that's that, probably more likely true. What, uh, and what therefore, the it's fine. her
5: processing whatever is going on. My thought... Again, one time viewing is the people, those are the people on the outside, whether they're the doctors or loved ones around them in the real world, looking at them, trying to bring them back and grab them back and pull them back into the real world. Right? So, those are the shadow figures, the demonic figures that we're seeing literally from the first shot of the film, is the real world beckoning to her
2: to come back. Or again, if you if you go, if you fall back into Jungian stuff, it's your collective unconscious. It's the unconscious. It's it's your unconscious. It's all of your subconscious shadow, all of your subconscious darkness that's trying to reach out to the ego and the self. Well, and I'll be honest, I'm upset at this point because
3: (laughs) it sounds like Dan loved this movie because of his understanding of Jungian psychology. And
2: and I said that earlier. I said that if I were to say there was a major flaw of this film, that would be it, is that if you're not into this, if you're not into Jungian archetypes, then this movie is going to piss you off.
3: They they need to put up a little uh, screen at the beginning. Uh, you will not understand this movie unless you study <laughs> technology. Right, and that's what I was saying before why
5: they should have had some little bit of exposition at the beginning, or they should have better laid out. Like, one of the things I'll argue is if what would have helped us understand it was real and who's not is having more honest conversations between the other patients, if those were supposed to be real people. So we understood who they were. We learned something more about what their backgrounds are. And if they learned more about the experiment, I don't think that was a necessary thing to keep secret. You know, um, I know this is a terrible example, but for some reason it's the one that's in my head because it's not a great parallel, is like flatliners, right? Everybody in flatliners, that was another thing. We have a group of people in an experiment, and they can talk to each other about what's going on with that experiment and what they're all experiencing. Having something here where these people, these patients come in, they talk, they share – I'm seeing these figures with the glowing eyes. I'm seeing them too. Oh my god! Well, this is what we're trying to figure out. We're examining. We're trying to see: is this part of the collective unconscious connecting? You know, because all these people are dreaming about the same thing. That's why you were chosen for the sleep experiment, and then people start mysteriously disappearing. And you know, and instead of just being yeah, but, dismissed.
3: Yeah, but I get where you go with it. Like, but my whole thing is just like it just doesn't. Why is this girl dreaming – sorry, woman – dreaming about being in a sleep study and having somebody read her memories? Because my guess is that's how she's processing being a guinea pig in this experiment.
5: Because that's how I think she's processing being being a guinea pig and being experimented on. That's how I'm. That's what I'm guessing. I
4: don't again, think she I, no, I, I don't agree with that one right? because I don't think she knows she's in a coma, and that's the whole point of the film. She doesn't. Yeah, she, I don't. Yeah, does not know. again I'm consciously talking
1: about the well, the No, but I can kind of conscious.
3: Yeah, I can kind of like if they had her in a get up like that suit, I can kind of understand how her body would process it and maybe put it in there. Well, again, I'm not going to i i'm still not defending the film as
5: something i like i don't think it handled its twist well i don't think they set it up well personally myself that didn't work for me so yeah i think there's issues i think i could try to explain it away but i have i, mean, I feel like i have to do way more work to explain
2: that the, the plot right, points right and i so agree with you mike I, I and, again, and that's as much as i like the film i i, I can't help but agree with your point which is it's a, it, it, it it just doesn't invite the audience in as it should. Yeah, right. right yeah, and then, right, it, it, it's, well. it's trying to be too was, smart
4: for itself, and, and, and at the end go Da-da! and we're yeah. go, wow, that
3: was unbelievable. Instead of being <laughs> well, close. and and it's disappointing because this was really close to being a very good movie. Yeah, um, and there's some really nice. There's some elements of this I really like. The visuals are amazing. The visuals are stunning fell apart.
0: Score is great. It really gets you
4: into it. Oh, the, the imagery is scary as hell. I mean, I was like, oh my God, this is awesome. And then, yeah. it didn't Yeah. Happen. So I didn't, I didn't particularly find for me that the images
5: frightening or scary. I don't know why, but that's a very subjective thing. Here's the thing I found the most disturbing. I said, there was one thing that I found really, really creepy. Uh, and it, Dan made it a little better by explaining riff as an aspect of her personality, which by the way, um, Actually, if you think about it, Riff Raff, right, was, you know, you have that yin, yin, yang in Rocky yep. Horror with Riff Raff yeah, yeah, and, yeah. yep. um, yeah, yeah. and Magenta. So, wow. Okay, so that you kind of get that thing there. Is that he's a, I'm guessing he's a grad student or a post-grad student, whatever.
2: I would guess post-grad student, yeah.
5: post-grad <laughs> who's stalking his patient.
1: <laughs>
4: But
5: it doesn't and, matter. because it's, Who it's, is he a. Exist. Well, he doesn't. But we don't know. Again, you can't make. I'm watching it, and here's this guy who should be in probably his mid to late 20s at the earliest.
2: And she right. is a supposedly child of 18 or 17. Creeping right? on a high school student <laughs> that. Can't, I'm can't. sorry, I
5: looked at her, and I'm thinking 15, 16. Well, right, well, and then Mike, right I, before I, I, they decide to have sex, they make sure I, I, she stops and says, "I'm eighteen. I'm 18.
1: <laughs> right. This is Mike.
4: not creepy in <laughs> any way." Mike. I'm like, Mike. 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 I' am like, "Too fucking wait. Mike, yeah. I, I, again, that's that's the point. The, the whole film was trying to do all these things that made no sense, and then at the end, da da. That's why it all made sense because it's all right. right. It happened, you know, and so, so
0: I, and I guess the, I didn't feel that way about it.
4: Well, but see, here is that that might very well be the, because of the fact
5: that I still have last week's movie on our on my mind, which if you did not listen to it, and I won't blame you, was about a movie centered on Jeffrey Epstein. So <laughs> that's there in the back of my head. But it's also and again, too. this also could be me and my background coming being as a teacher, and you know, it's right. like the idea that okay, you're 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 hitting on what looks like an underage. High school student. It's like, no.
4: Yeah, okay. no. All right. Well, so no. So okay, hang on, hang on. That, there uh, was two things that were wrong with the relationship. As adults, there's nothing wrong with it because they were both adults. The problem was is that she technically hadn't graduated from high school yet. And the second thing is she is a, quote, unquote, patient.
3: Yep. Exa- that's that, the that, worst that part, part, really. So those
4: are the things that make it <laughs> well, somewhat problematic. And, again,
3: if they I were real I mean, people, which they weren't.
2: Correct. Right, right. But you don't again. know that while you're watching it, right? right. Correct, right. and that's the, that is the 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 flaw that we all keep coming back to. Yeah,
3: right. Because so if you're, in, I, would, I I, I, I want to hear from Barrett because he's been relatively quiet this episode. He seems to have liked this movie a little bit more than uh, some of us. Um, so you've already you've already called out that you enjoyed the score, Barrett. What else did you like about this movie?
0: Um, I liked the imagery. I thought the um the shapes and stuff were well done and creepy and kind of gave me this otherworldly sense, especially when they were following her around. Mm. Um, I really liked that part. I And yeah, I liked she was sleepwalking or whatever. Yeah. And I liked okay. the idea of being able to see someone's dreams. I thought that was really oh, well done.
3: Fascinating concept for sure.
0: Yeah. And so generally I liked it. I see the flaws and I see that, you maybe have to have a little too much psychology knowledge to understand where they're going, um, but yeah, I enjoyed it. Just generally, you know, it 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 worked for me. But I can see why it doesn't work for everybody because a lot well, of things are not given to you that you need to know.
5: There's um there's if you if the Matrix Reloaded right was the second film, correct? Um, yeah. And they may have actually done it for revolutions too. They have there are two commentary tracks. One commentary track is by people who just did not like the film, so I applaud them for doing that. <laughs> but another commentary track was by these philosophy professors who like really enjoyed the film, and it's like, oh look, here's this Kierkegaardian. Yeah, you that's know, like it's. Yeah, but not everyone's coming to the Matrix with the background of a philosophy professor. Yeah. Right. Exactly. We're not all, right, as well, opposed to. Like something like um, The Good Place, which is an entire TV series about moral philosophy. But they have a character there to explain it all to the audience that doesn't have an eye clue what the trolley problem is. I
2: love that show. I hated the ending.
0: Well, and just to be totally out there, my second degree is psychology. So that (laughs) might be why (laughs) it worked for me, too.
3: Gotcha. Okay. No, so it sounds like a and, – and here's the thing. If the filmmakers made this movie for themselves and they <laughs> wanted to make this movie this way because that's what they were trying to make and they wanted to do that, then that's great. They succeeded. If they were trying to be attractive to a wider audience, um, then I think they may have fumbled. That's all the other
0: The other thing I really liked, Eric, was the idea that once I got to the end and I was like, Oh, all these people they're seeing that
2: are shadows, that's the real world. And that, mm.
0: that made it work for me too,
2: as well. Huh? Mm. See, I have a completely different, uh, understanding of that end of, yeah. of the shadows. And again, uh, again, just because of, of my, my, my background in, in understanding Jungian archetypes, uh, the shadow is your unconscious. It is your subconscious. It's all those, all that shit you hide from your conscious mind and and it is when you when you accept all of the subconscious into your conscious being when that presumably that is when you can come to self uh so so to me that that end scene where where all of the shadow was coming at her was about her recognizing her subconscious recognizing all the shit Uh, all the dark shit down there and accepting it into herself and like her and animus got torn seen. away from her and yeah, that's what absolutely 100% yes yeah. yeah. so but again you, you guys are on the money i think that is why it is a flawed film uh because it, if you if you don't have If that that's not your background in any way shape or form you're just going to look at this film and go what the fuck
0: yeah well <laughs> it's just a vanilla sky ripoff and not as good <laughs> <laughs>
2: I didn't like Vanilla
3: Sky. Oh really? I really <laughs> liked it. I've seen Vanilla Sky, but I don't remember a whole lot about it. Maybe I'll give it another watch after talking about this movie.
2: Yeah, maybe I have to too. Maybe I just forgotten. I, I I I didn't like it when I first saw it. I went eh well it does star Tom Cruise so that you know you shut your dirty mouth Tom Cruise is a hero <laughs> there are aspects of Tom Cruise's performance that I really like I think Tom oh, Cruise is great yeah, I Tom think Cruise he's done great. some amazing uh-huh. action stuff I, I, you know I, the I understand there are issues time. with him and I understand there's you know personal issues and I've had friends who've worked with him uh, who, who really enjoyed working with him uh so, you know,
4: I you know I mean all been, I know I enjoyed is Tom screen, he's awesome. And 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 I he think he makes great, good but, movies.
2: But, but I didn't like Vanilla Sky.
4: Okay, but but um yeah, I I like that film and and this film kind of was like that, but Vanilla Sky I, I thought was was the ending made a hell of a lot more sense because they didn't really change the perspective in that film also. Well, but again, it, they weren't trying to do the the, the young stuff either. But. Right. In defense of this film. Uh, wow. Crazy,
5: but in defense of this, right, if you're – it's easier to to explain those sort of alternate reality things if you're not being as ambitious. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's kind of the problem here is they were they, – they tried way too hard with the student film – uh, thing it sounds like this guy was like probably a psych major who, tra- who changed to being a communications major or a film yeah, major. That
2: sounds about right to me. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah.
5: <laughs> you know, which would be sort of like the the guy who uh, created SpongeBob was originally a marine bio major who uh. became a cartoonist. <laughs> uh, but so there are little things that they throw in there that you might enjoy if you have that background. But um. You you don't need it to enjoy Spongebob, right? You don't nice. need to know what a rate is. But um Or two. here, yeah, you absolutely needed to understand, I think, you really need to understand this on on a much deeper level. And um and look, this is this is not this is not like high school level stuff, at least not in the United States. This is um this is this is stuff that you that's that's very very uh, arcane for most people, and that's going to make it a very
4: limited audience.
2: And... I, I very much agree. Yeah.
4: Well, all right, and if that's the case, then then yeah, it, it makes it a true art house film. But as Eric said, and and I felt too, this film was really awesome until we have the some of the weird stuff at the end and then the ending which kind of says oh my god it's all in our mind and whether it goes back to young or not the point (laughs) is is it it feels like a cheat that's all I I just feel like I mean I know you could say
3: oh well she was really yeah
4: yeah is she okay she was really riff and she was really Myers and she was really you know every other character okay but it, it leaves a bad taste in my mouth, because it's like, oh, come on, it's yeah. a cheat.
5: Now, am I right in that you never really get a good look at Myers? Like, you never uh, see his, like, face fully lit. I, there seemed to be a lot yeah. of, like, backlighting on him.
4: Yeah, yeah, I would concur with that.
2: Yeah. Yeah, they they definitely shot him uh, uh, specifically lit.
4: Uh, oh, I'm saying, so that see. would,
5: that to me would lend credence to the idea that he's, in fact, um... I don't know if he's supposed to be her her ego or super ego or, or, or
2: I would say super his,
5: ego. or whatever he is. Right.
4: So yeah. um, well, of course now you're mixing Freud. But and, that
2: is Freud. But, yeah,
4: <laughs> right, right. Exactly. But, but also I, that whole scene when, when the two guys wake up from the coma and they cut and then they go to the next section, which was, I think self or something. I can't remember. And they never go back and answer all that. And we still have 40 minutes into the film. That kind of pissed me off, too. And then when we get the ending, the payoff is, well, it doesn't matter because it was all part of her id and ego and all the other stuff that Jung and Freud or whatever we're talking about. It's like, OK, that answers why they could just cut from there. But for 40 minutes i'm waiting for to say what hell happened to those two guys what happened to the 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 lackey that was right. in there and all that and and they never give us the answer except saying oh it never really happened it was just part of her her dream sequence I was like oh that pisses me off
2: yeah and i think that pissed off michael too i think that's what he was and and eric well, not, but i i said i and i
4: said I've, and I've, like i said,
5: I've said it for like three episodes and we don't see myers now. ever again after that scene too no me. we don't no I, I am not fond of things that are films with a lot of surreal, dreamy kind of Ken Russell thing. BS. That's not my thing. Um, I, it's not what I like. You know, some people like curry, some people don't. This is not my thing. God, I love so, my curry. My wife hates it. So, but that my, that see that I can appreciate that people can be wrong and like the wrong things. That's fine. That's <laughs> how so, that's how life works. It's that's that's my personal hell to live in um but that's not i'm not saying that makes this a bad film but i do think i can look at and say that there's things in this that i don't think work and i think you identified but now if they because it requires you having a, a certain background certain information and i do think there's always that problem of a twist where you can over explain it and i don't know that you said so did they did they hit the nail two on the head that's a problem It's a really fine art to find a way to do it in a way that doesn't feel like you're talking down to the audience, but you also can't just like be going in there expecting every audience to have been, you know, had at least a minor in psychology either.
2: I I very much agree. Uh, We, we, this is the same point we've come to several times and and I I just, I couldn't agree with you more. It's, it's, it is in that aspect, in that sense, it's a flawed film. It's why I liked it so much, but I can absolutely see that to a wider audience it would be
3: meaningless. No, and thank you, Dan, for for having the knowledge to explain a little bit of this to me, because uh, I think I do appreciate the film more at this point. Um, at least that, that aspect. It, it, it was yeah. working on a level that I didn't have the knowledge to understand, um, and so now with some of that knowledge, I can see that at least they were, they were trying to do a particular thing that I didn't understand. Uh, and that makes it a little bit better than it just being a poorly written movie.
2: Yeah, I think that's, but I they, think still could of better
3: if they were trying to appeal to a wider audience.
4: Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. And I would concur a hundred percent with what Eric just said, because yeah, it it isn't necessarily a weak movie because again, based off of the young stuff, it,
2: Makes sense, but and as you said, there's also interesting visuals in it, and it has a, a gorgeous but, but, score and, the, and some very fine performances. But, I mean, let's not but, let's not take away but, from that. But,
4: but but the problem is, I feel, is the same thing as Eric, which is, then if they were going to go with the young stuff, besides having flashcards four times in the film, <laughs> they sh- they should have had some person like in that TV show that Mike said that. Would help us along to say this is what's going on and then it's like oh yeah that's pretty yeah, awesome yeah bring the
2: audience in I, I right, you could
5: do something even under the title cards right uh, you know you could you could have done like uh, young right, anima, archetype anima,
2: animus the female aspect yeah I, I, I right, agree right you know and you could yeah. have done
5: that just on the title card and the audience would be right there with you yes it would be over explaining it a little bit but uh, to the people who are in the know but that's going to be a minority of your audience
2: yeah, most yeah. I were gonna go. Oh, that's what that is. Oh, okay. Yeah, yes. I agree. I very much Mike,
4: agree. Mike, Mike, You remember that um, Canadian? Another Canadian film, for that matter, about um, Canadians. Yeah, the. <laughs> um. there's the, the uh, the the thing with um, the the demons in the subway and was it demons? The oh, muffin man. All, that yeah, one. Yeah. Well, were they all drugged from muffins? And
3: they were drugged from muffins. Scene, there's
4: one scene. That basically gives it away and says it's it's the muffins where they have
3: – That was uh, End of the Line, right? yeah yes. End of the
4: Line, exactly, where they have – which was a pretty good film. Which they have 400 it, episodes ago. Yeah, <laughs> which they have a, a scene where there's a card or, or a book or, or something on, on the wall in Latin that basically says the muffins are drugged. But if you don't know Latin, too bad. Right. You know, and then another one was uh, Lovely Molly or whatever it was called, which was a great film. And I know Mike wasn't as big a fan of it as myself and Eric. I liked it the, a lot more on my second viewing. I don't,
5: okay, I that's think fair. I but, said but that if in, you, uh,
4: there's a documentary that they add, which because it's by Ed Sanchez, um, there, there's a documentary, and and you said, okay, the documentary gives us a lot more details. But if it's not in the, the movie, which is the only thing that most people are going to see, then then the problem is. That you know that's not good enough necessarily, and I'm not again. I'm nothing to, against that movie, but my point is is that you've always you know it, the point is is that you've always said, Mike, if there's things there that only a handful of people can understand, then it's not necessarily doing what it should do. Well, it has to be one of two things: either it has to be in
5: the film in a way the audience can understand it to right. to to count for. So it. not laugh or the film has to stand or has to be able to stand up on its own without it. I think end of the line, you may not get a final answer, but you have a you as we did in that podcast, you can have a great debate between is it real or is it the muffins right. um I think that's and a fascinating still,
4: discussion, and it's still still whether you whether it's either or it doesn't matter it's still an awesome film, right. And the film, you, and if your audience is walking away completely
5: confused, and I think a, for me, a film like that was Mother, where like the next day right. I'm look I look online and there's all these articles trying to explain to people what Mother was about. Uh, and, Lawrence, know, right? That was the one with Jennifer Lawrence, and, and and for me, it was still it is what it was. It was still a uh, mixed it was a mixed religious met, uh, metaphor, which is what made it confusing. You're not supposed to mix your metaphors. <laughs> but you know that worked for some people there was nothing there i didn't get it just didn't make sense to me even though i understood it if that makes sense uh but it worked for some other people so uh yeah it's it doesn't excuse it you don't need you you shouldn't have to have that and again it's all relative if you can enjoy it because you've read that i've seen signs was another good example where uh um, i've read some things after signs that made that film that everyone complained about the twist that people didn't like made a whole lot more sense in hindsight. Um, But it's your choice as to what you want to believe. And should the film have relied on you to think that far outside the box to get to those conclusions? And is that something that was intended or was audience, you know, there's reading between the lines and then they're seeing things. Right. I think in this case, I don't think Dan's seeing things. I think it's all there. I think there's enough evidence in the film to make it clear. This is what their intent was. I just think they fall short on execution. Yeah.
4: yeah, I, agree. yeah so I, th- I think you're absolutely right, Dan. Yeah. That I th- totally everything agree Everything you that. said, what this film is, is hundred percent correct. However, uh, not being studied in young, uh, yeah, but, but,
2: but everything that, that Michael said is a hundred percent correct as well. And you, and, which is, which is the point that, that, that I'm trying to make, which is yes, it, it's great for someone like me who understands some of these concepts, but you're missing the mark because, you're not making it available to a wider audience. And I thought some of Michael's suggestions would have made it a better film. If they had even minimally added to the flashcards, here's a description of what's going on. This is what we're talking about here. That, that would have made it a more enjoyable film for people who don't understand the concepts.
4: Right, right. Well, and even, even if I felt, um, well, let me rephrase, even if Mike wasn't, um, I guess, disturbed by, by the imagery um, for someone like myself, all that stuff and you too, Eric, because you've mentioned in YouTube, Eric, uh, it was awesome. It was scary. It was, you know, so had they just done those, a couple of little things as, as Mike said, then this film would be top notch, I think for both me and Eric. And, and I think that's why I, I'm like flustered because I loved it, but, it it, it flustered me as well, you
0: know? So and it's, it's funny. They probably thought with those little flashcards that were coming up, that they were giving a lot of information for what to expect. But I don't yeah. think, you know, unless you know those concepts already, you're not going to know what the heck it has to do with the next scene.
2: Yeah. So. I agree. What, what did they expect the audience to go and look up the, uh, while they're watching the movie? <laughs> What's an animus? Right. What's an
5: anima? Right. 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 Well, and I think this is a thing. Isn't it an um, animal
3: when they shove that thing up your butt with a Yeah, walk? that's an yeah. animal. I just had one.
5: Yeah, <laughs> this is this is the, this is a, a thing like I I often have uh an issue with 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 my wife because like she's a music person, she's a she plays poker and she knows a lot of esoteric terms unique to those hobbies and her profession that if you're not in that profession or that hobby, you don't know what the hell she's talking about. But she'll just use them in a conversation with me, like I'm supposed to know what they mean. Yeah. Right. yeah so I like,
2: had the nuts, and I was going all in. But then the guy it, sh- on a, right, it gives right, me right, a river flush. Right. and What the fuck, you
1: know?
5: Yeah. Well <laughs> but I, I mean, I even know enough to know what the nuts are in the river flush. But then she'll pull out. I, I don't know. You know, but she'll she'll say he had you know he had the you know I, like I can't remember an example, but like you know, dead man's hand in poker, uh-huh, you yeah. know, is a specific thing. It's well, if you innate. don't. Yeah, he's like, right. How how was I how you how is a person who does not have that weird bit of random knowledge supposed to know that? But do you know why um, it's called
2: Dead Man's Hand?
5: It's because it was uh who well, Bill Hicks,
2: yeah.
5: Yeah, yeah. That was his hand when he was playing poker. Yeah. But that's but again, if you don't have that wild that random bit of trivia, you know, then the conversation is meaningless to you. You know? Um and I think that's the thing here. They're talking to an audience. That Dan is, the Barrett is. I've got one foot in it, but I don't really like what they're serving. And maybe <laughs> Eric and Phil aren't, you know. And again, that's I don't think that's Eric and Phil's fault or my fault. I, I think it's their fault for not connecting. Providing
2: them. it. I yep. agree. I agree. Yeah. Uh,
5: yep. But again, we're beating. We are. We are. Beating the
2: the this I'm horse has been now.
5: beaten dead.
0: <laughs> well, and It's yeah. unfortunate because I think that Eric and Phil would have loved it even more if they had gotten those concepts, you know.
3: I, I might watch if, it again uh, with his knowledge.
5: And I would really horse. like to hear your take because I am not watching this film again. <laughs> because, again, this is not a film that of, of a genre that would appeal to me personally. But I am curious... You know, is this something where the things are better laid out in hindsight, right? On the second viewing, yeah, like, like six cents, like six cents, like six cents.
1: Yeah,
5: or is it a mess? And um,
4: you I'm know, really what, curious I, to hear your take on it. I, I honestly, I still don't think it's laid out as well as a six cents and I'll t- or vanilla sky for that matter. And I'll tell you why is because um,
3: we we are we all agree already.
4: Yeah, but there's nothing at end that's that. Uh, there's nothing in the film until the end that would allow, besides the placards, that would allow you to know that. Okay, Myers is actually her. Ref, Ref is actually her. The uh, Anita is actually her. The other, you know, you know what I'm saying? Erin is actually her. The the girl that disappears, who by the way, her last name is Perrin.
0: Well, and Vanilla Sky has a break point right where he is alive, and then he's in the, in this, you know, in it. Right. So that's the difference as well. Yeah. Yeah.
4: But that doesn't mean like Eric said, if he rewatched it, he would say, okay, I, I get it all now. Uh Even if it won't have that. Okay. Oh, look, it, no one's really talking to Bruce Willis. So he but, was never there. And,
2: and, and even on a second watch, I am not sure based on this conversation uh how much it'll it'll ho- fall together for eric i only watched it the once and the, and just because of of my background i i i get oh when it, when the end came went, oh my god of course that's where this was going all along of course but knowing that it it I, I and having listened to the aspects of all of these conversations i have to say that i'm not sure that it, it holds together as well as uh, uh eric is hoping
4: now if i had seen this film last year I still think I could put it in my top ten because it was. I still think it was that good. Like you said, Dan, the music's great, the imagery's great. In my opinion, it, it freaked me out, um, and it's a horror film, so that's a good thing, even with all the flaws. So I can boy, still- I, I don't
2: know if I'd put it in my top ten. I really like the film. Don't 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 get me wrong. I enjoyed the uh, film. right. I, I mean, I, I don't I, know I, if I'd I, put I, it in my maybe my top twenty
4: well well that's probably more fair because again I, I don't have the list in front of me what my top 10 were but yeah i i still could see it like you said it if to be more fair it would still make my top 20 because it was that i still think it was that good even with all the things that flustered
3: me so. yes
2: i agree um I'm, I'm looking
3: mine up right now apparently i had this at uh number 39 for last year
2: Mm. I didn't hear that you, you broke up. Number what?
3: 39.
2: 39, yeah. Okay, see, there you That's go. That's out
3: of 94 watches.
2: Well, right. you guys see a lot more films than I do, so. <laughs>
3: all right, I all mean, right.
2: you've, you've seen the rainbow, black rainbow.
3: No, I haven't yet, but apparently <laughs> I'm going to. But you will.
4: <laughs> now, Eric, was that 96 films, all films or just horror films.
3: All films
5: yeah gotcha. Beyond the Black Rainbow was uh, that was the Mandy guy, right?
4: Oh, it may be. Yeah, I think, think. it was Mandy. Yeah, the same director.
3: Um, oh, cool. And,
5: <laughs> yeah, and and you know, I don't. I'll, I'll I'll let you guys enjoy it for what it is,
4: and uh, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'll be curious to see see it and and, and determine if it's any good or not. <laughs> you know, like you said, Mike, a there's film some somewhere.
3: people that have reviewed it quite well. So
4: yeah, it's it is a visually stunning film
5: but it's not a film we're talking about here. Right. <laughs> You're going to have to hear the, because there's a butt there. I promise right, you now, there's a butt. There's a
4: nice, right, big, now, beautiful okay. butt <laughs> right there. All right, but right, if you want right, it wiped, right, you got to listen to that all right, podcast. All right, we'll, we'll talk about that later. So for this film here, Dan, <laughs> is there any other things that we want to talk about besides obviously going back to the same thing about the flustered and stuff? Is there specific scenes? Is there anything else that we really want to get into? That was really cool. Or, made a important impression on anybody
2: uh it, it I, I think we've hit all the aspects of this film that i that that i enjoy. Okay. fair enough
4: all right um what about you barrett or eric or, or, I'm, I'm pretty sure mike's
0: okay uh, yeah, I'm, also, I'm all i'm tapped out
4: <laughs> all right sounds good so uh i guess we can give our final thoughts on this film but before we do um maybe if people want to talk about some things that they've seen uh that are genre related or read or whatever uh that would interest some of the listeners to the podcast so uh, Dan, uh since you're a guest tonight uh is there anything you wanted to bring up that would be of interest
2: uh, you know i've been watching a few series that are uh, kind of interesting I, you guys are doing a podcast i think or some of you are, are on halo which I'm, I'm really enjoying i i didn't think i would uh quite honestly but uh, uh you know g- given the the track uh, record of uh video games to series or films but i'm really so far enjoying halo uh, uh quite a bit uh, i've been watching severance um which Beautiful. i just oh i just love it i i just love uh, the performances that the, the just got some master actors to, to and and walk in and and, uh, and you know obviously the lead uh um um just a really 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 enjoying uh, uh that series um i um i've been busy so so i haven't had a chance to, to watch a lot of stuff lately um trying to think if there's anything else that i've seen oh K- killing eve I'm, I'm watching the last season of killing Eve. have any of you guys watch killing eve i watched uh, no. at, at least watched the, the first, first season, season maybe the yeah. second
3: i can't quite recall well, it's in
2: its, it's in its third and last season. I'm still just enjoying the heck out of that. So I remember
3: it, enjoying it. I don't remember why I stopped watching it. Maybe it's because I got a season since the, the end of season two and a, there was no more at the time.
2: Uh, yeah, and, and, and you, the problem is, you know, it's on very limited, you know, until it comes like it is right now available on Prime. It's it, it's on a limited uh, uh, network, so it's hard to, to catch it. Uh, until it becomes available, but I, I'm telling you, if you if you enjoyed the first two seasons, the, the third season is delightful. And I'm, I think there's only one more. I just watched the penultimate. There's only one more coming. So I've enjoyed that. So the, those are the things I uh, really enjoy. And of course, Space Captain, Space Captain, Captain of Space. <laughs> Catch it on Amazon. You'll love it.
4: Awesome um let's see uh all right so that's pretty much it Dan, for you
2: that, that that's pretty much where I've, I've been on watching stuff all right sounds good
4: uh for me um i've been playing uh well i've been i've been watching halo as well um and I'm doing the podcast and barrett will mention that later um and then i've actually started playing halo um uh whatever the, the latest game is called Halo in, infinite in, infinite, I think it's called. Uh it's it's Halo six basically. And uh it's really awesome. Um I think you would like it Mike um because it's very much like Fallout Four or Far Cry um five where it's this unlike prior Halo's it's more of a open concept world like like those two worlds and you go to various spots that you see on the map that may have uh a uh adventure or or activity or module or whatever you want to call um so it's not linear in a sense and then after you complete a certain section of the halo um because you it's on the halo so it's something like Elysium um then it opens up a a new section of the world and and you go on to the next section and I'm on the second section right now um so it, it's really good it's it's uh, it's just like the other halo games it's it's actually awesome uh so i recommend and I can see why it was in the top ten, if not the top five of the best games of last year um so uh, I recommend there uh and that's all I've been doing um pretty much um that oh, and and trivia playing, night yeah trivia and I and I've been playing sims with with my girls they they like playing sims, so we we do that a lot and uh that's pretty much it so uh we'll go on to uh Eric.
3: uh I haven't been watching a whole lot uh I watched a movie called Master on amazon prime uh which has been re- reviewed quite well um but I like I keep on hearing it pop up in a horror movie context, and it really wasn't that to me. Um, well-made movie, um, certainly has some points to make about racism. Um, but I just thought it was, I mean, I thought it was fine, but it didn't thrill me. So like on well, Letterboxd, the name I gave of that it, film again? Uh, master, gotcha. um, on Letterboxd, I gave it three out of five stars. Um, other than that, really the only thing I've been watching is actually a YouTube channel, um, that I think listeners of this podcast, might driven it's, uh, the name of the channel is Mr. Ballin. That's M R B A L L E N. Um, and he basically tells stories. Uh, he's actually a, a pretty good storyteller and he tells stories that have happened in real life. um, so you know, it's it's kind of like a rip from the headlines thing, and he'll you know tell you the story about the guy who who uh, got lost in the middle of the woods and nobody could ever figure out what happened to him, or uh, the guy that uh, went crazy and murdered his family and a ghost told him to do it and stuff like that. Um, so I'd recommend checking out that YouTube channel.
2: I love great storytellers. Cool. All right, sounds good. Uh, anything else, Eric? And that's it. All right, let's uh, go for your bike
4: uh yeah pam and i've been catching up a bit on tv we
5: caught up on severance and actually like as soon as dan mentioned severance i got the message on my phone new episode of severance has just dropped <laughs> Listen, and that's, that's right <laughs> a, i'm pretty sure it's the season finale
3: yeah uh
5: i'm doing the, the halo podcast cool.
3: they can start watching
5: uh yeah it's it really is a fantastic show
2: and, um, and a new episode of halo just dropped too
5: and the new episode of halo should have dropped today Um, I've watched the first episode of Moon Knight, which I really liked. I did not realize, um, now Moonlight is a Marvel film, but that's on their darker side of the Marvel universe. And, um, there's six episodes, five of the episodes are directed by Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead, which, uh, longtime listeners of the podcast will remember are the directors of the film's Resolution, Spring and Endless. That's correct. So they got two really good horror movie directors to direct five of the episodes. So that's pretty cool. Uh, And the latest episode dropped uh, Wednesday and I'm looking forward to, I haven't had a chance to watch it. Uh, I'll be watching it once we end, I think. Um, And I'm looking forward to that. Uh, And
2: not
5: not dark discussion. uh, But it was fun. I went to the movies uh, Tuesday night and I saw the lost city with, uh Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum and uh, and Brad Pitt and uh you know what it was it was a fun adventure and you know, we I think we commented on it maybe I don't know if it was on the podcast or off that it certainly had a, a whiff of romancing the stone about it mm. um yep, and it even has a diminutive actor in it you know they had Danny DeVito this one has Daniel Radcliffe um but uh, it was it was decent it was a decent Film it is not going to knock your socks off, but you know, like if you're looking for a good date night film,
3: uh, Sandra Bullock makes me laugh. Dope. I'll probably catch that VOD. Yeah,
5: and she's she's fun. Channing Tatum is fun. Brad Pitt is a small part in the film. Uh, he's in it for about ten minutes, but he's fun because he's playing off of Channing Tatum for the entire time. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a it's a fun film. It's a cute film. Uh, if you're looking for something that's more uplifting and feel goody uh, but still has some action, adventure, and stuff in it. Then, yeah, then I would certainly give that one a try. And that's about it. Oh, and Mark I'm playing Red Dead Redemption Two, which is like now I think a two year old game. Um, <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> so, and my understanding is some people are probably just about getting around to finishing it because it's a game where you get to wash yourself. <laughs> it's
1: just you <know, laughs> the opium of medial <laughs> chores in this
5: film is ridiculous. <laughs> The, the what, what, what is ridiculous, the, the There's like menial chores that you have to do in the oh, game or, gotcha. or can do in the game to improve your reputation. So just the idea that you can pay to take a bath and then you have a little... Like take a bath mini game for lack of a better term, except there's no fun in it. So yeah, you have to push a button to wash each which, body part. Which,
3: person, which button do you press to jerk off?
5: Oh no! If you want. when you take pay to take your bath, like when you after you wash your head, there's like somebody knocks on the door and asks if you want some help. Um, and she'll come in and have a conversation with you. Sometimes will tell you like like you know there's oh there's like a place where it might be loot to rob. But there's more than a few occasions where she reaches in provocatively under the water.
2: <laughs> nice Stroke me, stroke and,
5: and, me. And I think I just heard him say, I, I might be bastardizing the line here with something, you know, just because they're chatting and he's in the bathroom. He said something like naked small talk is hard.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
5: on, what does he say? He said naked, naked small talk is hard. Uh <laughs> 'Cause he's just yeah. trying to have a chat with this woman as she's bathing him. Right. Oh, uh, it's funny. Uh it's i i like the game, but um yeah, this is a thing I think it's going I'm gonna be in for a long time. Gotcha.
4: All right, sounds good. Uh Barrett, what about yourself?
0: Uh so not a whole lot going on. I saw the opener for Moon Knight like Mike. Um I enjoyed it a lot. Um, watched a movie called wrath of man, um, with Jason Statham really liked that. Um, kind of reminded me of heat in a way. And yeah. I've, I've got, um, the new Lego, uh, Skywalker game. So I'm looking forward to trying that out. All
4: right. And, uh, have you played any, uh, resident evil village lately?
0: Not currently. No. All right.
4: Fair enough. So is this uh, the new
0: wars arc? The what?
5: The new Ozark, the new Far Cry, the new yeah, Office. Yeah. What do you mean? I the guess. The thing where Phil is going to harass you, where if he could, <laughs> he would grab the dream technology and get into your dreams. And
0: I do like that he harasses me, so you know, it gets me to do things that I might not want to do otherwise. Everybody has their kinks. <laughs>
4: <laughs> All right, so um, before we get into our final thoughts on this film here, uh, Eric, you actually do another podcast with your buddy Dan.
3: I do. It's my, it's my other buddy, Dan. Uh, (laughs) Thank you. uh, It's called uh, the Ascansity Podcast. That's spelled A-S-K-A-N-C-I-T-Y. You can find it wherever we got this one.
4: Excellent. And Mike, uh, me, you, and Eric uh, do a side podcast? Yeah, that is
5: um, cinema a la carte. Uh, which is, uh, as the name implies, it's just sort of a random selection of films that we would not normally discuss on Dark Discussions, which was created to apparently, unbeknownst to me, Settle an argument between Eric and Phil as to whether or not certain <laughs> films that, Eric felt that somebody wanted to talk about are appropriate for the Dark Discussions podcast. So our most recent episode that we recorded was Three uh, Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Uh, I think the most recent one released was The Edge. Uh, before that, was
4: that uh, was that Flash Gordon? No, that wasn't.
5: What was it before that one?
4: Uh, was it Flash Gordon? Uh, before, uh, it was Eric, so it was mine. Uh, it was um,
3: A History of Violence, I think. History of Violence. And, there was one in between there, but it wasn't Flash Gordon. It oh, was collateral. A collateral.
4: collateral then. Collateral. That's also yours. Yeah, no, but before Eric. <laughs> Mike's I, like, hey, it skipping. goes Eric. It's like, still. yeah, it feels a, like I'm no. gonna skip over here. I know <laughs> no, no. It goes <laughs> Eric. Mike and Phil. If Eric's I understand
5: that, but but the last three <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned are all
4: Phil. If
3: if, if, if it Eric's was Flash Gordon, it was. was okay. We can move on. It was no, Flash Gordon.
4: <laughs> before this comes to blows. No, but but if Eric's uh, was the last released,
1: we
5: can move on. Before, it was Flash Gordon. Uh, we got it. We got it. Okay. But the <laughs> point is, there's a wide variety of films that we discuss. This is a very like when we get around to it, and then have you know, and have time to do it, and are not involved in 98 other podcasts um kind of show. So it's a very casual release. You know, It comes out irregularly. You know, and we will remind you, or you can go to the Dark Discussions podcast or subscribe okay, on any yeah, one of a our history services, of violence, and will drop.
4: A history of Violence was number nine. Edge was number 10. Oh, we got it, Phil. It's okay. It was, it was a joke, classic. Phil. It was a joke. Which we can move along. Okay, so um uh now uh Barrett, me and you uh with a random uh group of co-hosts uh, do another podcast
0: halloween Psych- boutique psychotronic reviews yes we do that one we um are on hiatus right now but uh phil's often pulling stuff out of the can that we've already done and putting it out there uh not sure when we'll be back but it will be after the halo podcast
4: and speaking of the halo podcast uh mike what's that all about uh it's a podcast about the paramount plus t v
5: series Halo based on the video game series halo um Hello. and uh yeah, so there are two episodes in there's nine episodes in the first season um I've liked the first two episodes. I actually liked the second episode more. I don't I was not alone on the podcast in that. I have no idea if that's everyone's feeling um and, uh, yeah, it starts out kind of different from the game, but it seems to be converging on where the game eventually goes, which was a big point of our discussion last week.
4: Well, and, Mike, what's the name of that podcast?
5: Uh, Cortana's, uh, Cortana's Communiques, named after the uh, ever-helpful assistant AI in the Halo video game. That's right.
4: That's right. And it's uh, no, now number two uh, Halo podcast on Stitcher, as a matter of fact. So. we're number two we're number two
2: indeed <laughs>
4: um, and Dan uh, any further things you wanted to bring up about your acting credits or any of that
2: no I think I, I talked about the, pretty much everything that I was excited about at uh, the opening but uh, if you again if you haven't caught circle uh, on netflix uh it's a very polarizing film also uh, it was not polarizing it, on this podcast no you oh, guys loved, loved it. it but i'm telling you uh, that i i read twitter's daily and uh and there are some people who just absolutely hate the film really and, and there are some people who absolutely love it i mean some some people say this is one of the you know i just love this film moods you know, it, I, see a reply I, I, I will say that usually people the people who like the, the ones film, that didn't. I'm sorry, go ahead. Eric. I was just going to
3: say, I see you reply nicely to the people that liked the movie, but I don't see anything for the people that didn't.
2: Yeah, you know, well, you know, you know. I'm going to promote my film by hosting the positive <laughs> and not the negative. Uh, yes, the
5: people that didn't like the film, well, he affectionately stuff. refers to as fuckers. Yes, that's uh...
2: <laughs> never, never. Everybody has an opinion. They're allowed their opinion. And I I do read the negatives. It's not like I don't read them. But you don't have to amplify them. (laughs) Precisely. But anyway, it's it's a very polarizing film. But it's interesting if you're into psychological uh, concepts uh, about, you know, who deserves to live and who deserves to die. That's really what the film is about.
4: All right. Sounds good. Um, Yeah, people should definitely check it out. Um, all right, so let's get in our final thoughts on uh, this film here called Come True. And uh, let's start with you, Dan, since this was your film. You brought it to our attention.
2: Well, I, I, I think we've we've really discussed it at length, and, and I've really enjoyed this conversation a lot. I, I, I will say that for me, I loved the film from the very beginning. I loved the imagery of the film. The dream imagery to me was fantastic, being that I have a, a, a base and a background in Jungian psychology and Jungian archetypes and I already came to the film with that knowledge, the, the way that they introduced those concepts throughout the piece really uh, really pleased me. And, and the, the very twist ending uh, uh, I, I loved because it, it was a, an absolute understanding of how uh, you, you come to self. Um, whether it 's good or bad, which, which it 's not necessarily a good thing to come to self, uh, as I said, uh, sometimes the, me- the, the biggest megalomaniacs in the world are people who 've come to self uh, uh, but it, it, so it 's not always a good thing uh, but so I, I enjoyed that aspect of the film a lot. I thought, as Barrett said, the score was fantastic. I thought a lot of the performances were just r- solid. Uh, I love the the lead uh, girl I thought she was uh, I thought she portrayed that lost character. I love her. I love the relationship with her mother, who might also be herself. It's kind of, that was a little vague. But overall, I enjoyed the film, but I see and agree that it's a flawed film. And if you don't have that concept or that basis in in Jungian psychology, it's going to leave you really frustrated. And I think that it, it was a flawed film in the sense that it's really not accessible to, to to most audiences. The horror aspects of it aren't enough to draw an audience in all the way through the end.
5: And and by the way, there's some people who are just willing to, to go with the flow. So if you're not bothered by end, that by stories, if they don't make too much sense, and I actually know there's people that are like that, then they can also enjoy this.
2: True. Okay. Uh, valid point. Anyway, that's my thoughts on it. All right. Sounds good. Uh, Eric? Um,
3: yeah, I enjoyed some aspects of the movie. I really like the uh, dream imagery that Dan was referencing, um, and I think I appreciate the film more at this point, having had the conversation uh, with y'all tonight. Um, so, thank you, Dan, for bringing your, your knowledge to the podcast, because uh, otherwise, I would have had no idea what the hell was going on. <laughs> <in this laughs> Uh, But, yeah, I appreciate it a little bit more now, Um, although I I still think they could have tweaked it a little bit to appeal to a wider audience if that there was their intent. Um, But, yeah, um, I think there's several positive aspects to it. From a story standpoint, uh, it falls apart a little bit for me personally.
4: All right. Sounds good. Uh, for me, uh, first I, I would like to disagree with Dan. I think there is enough horror elements to really freak someone out. Because I, I, honestly, I was like all like freaked out. Like had to have to leave the lights on because the imagery was just, especially with that glowing eyes and the shadow near the beds that shouldn't be there and stuff. So I, I was, I was really. Uh, Scared, and and that's the the main thing I like about horror films.
2: Well, it sounds like Phil needs to do some work on his shadow.
4: I guess so. (laughs) Speaking of the young. Um, But all in all, uh, because of those things, um, as a horror film, it worked for me. However, I do concur with with Eric. Um, the, The flaws are there, which... Unfortunately, it doesn't make it a perfect film, uh, but all in all, uh, I, I was glad that it was brought to my attention by Dan, and I was glad that I saw it, because anytime I actually get a visceral feeling from a horror film, similar to like Empty Man was another one that was kind of weird like that, um, that means it did its job, and, and uh, in this day and age where everybody's desensitized to have something do its job, um, that that's a big thumbs up so well done to the filmmaker on that uh, let's go with you barrett
0: yeah i really enjoyed this film like i said i really enjoyed the score i like the dream sequences and the the shadowy shapes that were seen um yeah it was a good film i enjoyed it all
5: right sounds good and mike yeah i said not my cup of tea and you know for something like this to work for me it has to be better executed than i think this was and um i don't think this was terribly well executed uh in terms of like this the story twist and for me if you're going to build a whole story about something like this it's got to pay off and it didn't and there's things to admire there's parts of it that you can admire like uh you said music is good the direction is is decent the acting is 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 good for the most part so um and there are things about it i like it just didn't gel together i think the script needed more polish so uh as i said last week i will applaud any efforts by filmmakers who can actually get off their ass and make a movie and they did that and i hope i wish them luck on whatever their next effort is
4: all right sounds good uh so before we uh uh wrap up and uh have eric lead us out uh dan we would all like to thank you once again to, for joining us and we hope that maybe in a couple of months from now you'll you'll rejoin us again
2: well you know it, it's always a a pleasure uh, to to join you for podcasts and if, if my schedule allows it i'm always uh, uh not only willing but excited uh when you invite me to to come play it's uh these, as I have already said earlier, the, the, the conversations, the, the discussions, the, the humor, uh, the personalities uh, uh, and, and, and mostly just the really intelligent uh, uh, discussion about about uh, genre films is, is so appreciated uh, from the moment I, I discovered you guys. So it's always a, a pleasure and a joy uh, to be here and and chat with you guys about film. Indeed. uh, Thanks, Dan. Yeah, appreciate it.
4: And uh, speaking of uh, Dan, uh, he uh, was on a recent episode of ours called Blood Red Sky, which was a film that he recommended uh, that we all enjoyed. And uh, it was uh, a top
3: top 20 last year.
4: 20. It sure did. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, people should go listen to that episode as well. Uh, So for this episode here, uh, the film, once again, is Come True, Canadian science fiction horror film. Uh, directed by Anthony Scott Burns, uh, technically a 2021 release because that's when it was actually uh, distributed to everywhere after the festival circuits. Uh, the film stars a handful of folk um, that are most likely Canadian folk. Julia, Sarah Stone, and Landon LeBourne were, were the two leads. Um, the film is readily available wherever VOD is found for rental, However, at this time, on April 7th, 2022, it is available as part of your subscription to Hulu if you have that uh, service. Uh, so uh, check it out if what we said seems interesting to you. And with all that stated, Eric, why don't you leave us out?
3: All right. Thanks for tuning in and listening to us talk about Come True. Come back next time. We'll have another topic.